What up, what up, what up, man? The Coach JB Show with my main man, Darnell Smith, a.k.a. Big Smitty. I'm going to bring some light to the darkness, man. I'm going to light it up in this mug, man. So I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be fire and ice. Uh, even though you got you bring that heat as well, you might be that ice that cooled me down a little bit. Played at Ball State. You've been at Fox Sports with great people around you. You've had Lil Wayne on your show. I respect, I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real the way you do it, man. You said from day one you had the same enthusiasm. You keep the same enthusiasm and it's fucking contagious. We're about to give them this, uh, this fire and ice. The Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach AB coming at you live with a proud new sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty, and that is Factor. Factor, you see it right here. You can get it all right here. Look at this. Tropical fruit, ready meals. Hey, I'm doing it myself. It is no joke. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can have you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook, but want to make sure You're eating well? Well, with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals and premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp, risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. Ready in just two minutes. So head on over to Factor. Use my promo code JB50 and get 50% off. That's code JB50 at factormills.com slash JB50 and get 50% off. I'm just telling you right now, these right here are fire. And I'm just telling you, don't just talk about it, be about it. This is something JB and Coach Smitty and Big Smitty, Coach JB and Big Smitty endorse fully. Tropical fruit is fire. So is the strawberry banana, mango, and all the rest of them. So head on over to factormills.com slash JB50. 
and use the promo code JB50. Get 50% off at factormeals.com slash JB50. Appreciate everybody. Peace. We ready to go. We ready to get after it. Uh, this is the real Coach JB of the Coach JB Show. It wouldn't be that without my main man, Big Smitty. Ah! What's going on, y'all? It's Thirsty Thursday, JB. Hold on real quick. Am I tripping or is this a whole nother background or new house that you got compared to yesterday? Am I tripping? Hey, I'm in a new spot now. <laughs> this cat right here, man. This, this is hey, Beverly Hills, JB. I, I don't want to get into it, but, you know, the AC wasn't working in my other spot. I had to bounce. I wasn't going to let the – you know why I got it? Because the dog. If the dogs is hot in the house, then I got to roll. Okay, that's simple. They, 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 right. used to, they used to luxurious at my house. You know, I'm 69. Shit, that last house was like 89. I was like, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> so there's a nice, better spot, nicer, bigger, got a bigger pool, you know. A, a bigger pool for you to jump in? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I got a little water in my ear. <laughs> you can't uh, hear from last time. I, I hear you. I don't know if TikTok got to see me jump in the pool yesterday, but I shout out to everybody in here. I know you guys dropped some cheese in here for us, so much love to you. Um, appreciate all that. Love all the haters. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Greg talk a lot. I don't know who Greg is. Greg's. Uh, let me pull Greg up real quick. I want to see who Greg look like. Oh man, we started off early. We broke down Greg a long time ago. I think. Oh, yeah, this cat really, yeah, I forgot. He be tuning in every day, man. Hey. Yeah, I forgot that he looked like. I forgot he's Orange County, the, yeah, the Laguna. Yeah, yeah he walks yeah. around barefoot outside, dirty feet, you know. Yes, yes. Yep. Sorry I kicked this you. girl, I kicked this girl to the curb because she had no ass at all, that disease. No ass at all. <laughs> JB clowning this more than me. It's Thursday, uh, Thursday, y'all. That's why he's taking a sip ooh. of his drink. How y'all doing? Good morning, Caleb. Uh, Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Max Hess. Jamar, my brother. Josh. Okay. Gre- oh, Greg's birthday's today. Happy birthday, Greg. Greg's birthday. Greg, that Greg? The one you just put up. That's why he's talking trash. He, he, he probably uh, a little tipsy. Yeah. Uh, fuck your birthday, homie. All right, let's get it cracking. We got a hell of a show today. Uh, we got a lot going on. Uh, TikTok's live. We live. What's cracking? Uh, a lot going on. Keenan Middleton. I don't know if you guys know Keenan Middleton was a White Sox pitcher. Now he was traded to the Yankees August 1st. Um, he'll be joining the show on the first hour here in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Keenan Middleton, good dude. Key. Uh Follow him on Instagram. He'll be on the show. Talk some shit. Uh, we'll talk baseball a little bit. Of, we'll talk about the oversized bags. I want to talk about the pitcher's clock and uh, what it's like to be a Yankee. Mm. Because uh, Yankees most uh, pro- could be arguably the most famous franchise of all sports. I mean, if you really think about it, they're the winningest. It's, de- so, hey, it's definitely in the conversation. Them, you know, Cowboys, Steelers, yeah. Yeah, Lakers, Celtics. Celtics. You know, it's Dodgers. It's in that mix for sure, though, man. And I'm excited. I've never had of. Uh, I don't think I've ever interviewed or had a Yankee on any of my like podcast interviews, anything like that. So I'm excited to have him on, learn more about him, and uh, 
We got be, of course Steve Kim. It's Thursday. We already know Steve Kim gonna come through. We'll talk a little bit of boxing, talk a little NFL. So we got a loaded show today, man. And I'm excited. People already sending their money, JB, to get you to jump back into the pool today. Shout out to Sean Mill setting the tone. Twenty dollars. He said Jalen Hurts MVP. First of all, then he said here is twenty dollars. Jump back in the pool again. Shout out to you, Sean. Uh, KCBD. Um. We might need, hey, we might need three hundred dollars this time if you're gonna jump in. I ain't gonna lie, because you got a, he got a deep pool now. It's a big pool this time. Okay, KCBD. That what is that? Kansas City baby dicks. You guys <laughs> said uh, <laughs> you're not going back. Come on, man. You ain't going back to no goddamn. You ain't going back. Um, get out of here. You ain't going back to no damn Super Bowl. Shit. Trust I talked me. to my homie uh, the other day. My boy Mark Gunnels. He works at Fox. He's from Kansas City. Uh, kind of became like the voice of Kansas City uh, Chiefs online on social media, at least. Does podcasting, all that. And I talked to him the other day. He says, "I I believe the Chiefs can and will repeat. You got it. We got every single ingredient that we need. The DBs was our weak point last year because they were young. So you know they're going to be just at least a little better because they got more experience. Mahomes has some better weapons at receiver. So I don't know. Kansas City feeling really good right now, JB." Uh, I'm telling you that right now. All the fans online, they, they got their chest out when they walk, and they think that they Chiefs gonna be right back in Super Bowl again. So, so wait up, hold on. Let me get, let me retract it. Let me go over back and then re reenact this whole statement you just said. So you said a uh, Kansas City homer, an announcer for Kansas City, a Chief fan that wears Chief goggles, said that the Chiefs are gonna repeat. Okay. <laughs> But listen, like, I'm a Colts fan. That's like right? KCBD, dog. That's like Matt with Denver, you in Indianapolis. Like, y'all don't know how to take off your goggles, bruh. I, I take my ah. goggles off. I never said, hold on, you saw my records. I had my coach at the bottom of the AFC South, tied with the Texans. Like, come on, Yeah, guys. I get it, but you, you, you quick to defend AR5, quick to defend Jonathan Taylor, quick yeah. to defend. It's like, damn. If if if, if Jonathan Taylor robbed a bank, you're gonna be like, no, that ain't him on camera. That ain't Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, that's not him. It looks like him, but that's not. Him. <laughs> hey, innocent until proven guilty, and I ain't yeah, no snitch, no JB. Hey, not JB, no more, I don't man. know where you from, but where I'm from, snitches get stitches. So if I see J yeah. JT at the bank, hey, I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, that's where I'm from, yeah. no Far East Side, now three one seven. What do you mean? Early bird gets the worm. What do you mean? Are we always up early? Yeah, we always up early. Fuck. First thing on JB, tell TikTok I said what's going on. I, I be having fans on your TikTok, man. Do a quick scroll. I might have some homies on TikTok right now from Dub C, from Naptown, from Ball State. You never know. Shout out to my homie Big Gallup. You be having some friends on there. I don't know who's on there, though. I can't see the name, you know. Let me hey. see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Put me on there. What's going on, TikTok man? It's your main man, Big Smitty. Don't let JB scare you away, man. I know, I know, he's the old guy on the porch. I got our back. I got us. Stay tuned in, man. Hey, come to YouTube, man. It get popping over here. <laughs> it click popping over here. Uh, yeah, Big Smitty, you're you're all your age in here, so come on through. Uh. All right, let's get back to brass tacks. BetOnline.ag. Uh, we're getting ready for some football preseason this weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, it might be today, low key. Yeah, tonight. Got a game tonight. Uh, 
hard knocks. You got to see Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's out there like Aaron Rodgers looks like the guy. He's like the best thing going right now. He he kept running up, clowning coaches, his former coaches on other teams, and right, right, talking shit. And I'm like, damn, that sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, you mean you judge? You mean you judge somebody and thought he was an asshole, and now he looks like, oh, this guy's really cool. Damn, I've I've been there. I, I think I lived that book and, and lived that movie. Uh, mm. Quote of the day. When I, this is deep right here. I had to give you a deep one for this Thursday Thursday because I might be so inebriated tonight in Beverly Hills that I don't know if <laughs> I'll be on here tomorrow. So we might be, we might be lit tonight. I can't wait. We talk about that uh, a little later, though. Quote of the day: When a plant outgrows its surroundings, Big Smitty. So understand: mm. When a plant outgrows its surroundings, it does not shrink to remain. Instead, it expands, and so must what's around it expand. <laughs> So let me respot. Let me redo this because I wrote this myself. When a plant outgrows its surroundings, it does not shrink to remain. Instead, it expands, and so must what surrounds it expand. Ooh. I don't know if any. I don't know if you realize if a tree grows, dog, the fucking street don't just shrink up. They got to build around it. Uh, a lot of you cats got that mind, mindset that shit. I'm just gonna eat the plant and just sit on it. No, you're not. That plant gonna outgrow you, dog. It's gonna grow. Have you ever seen a tree? Well, here's a quick recruiting story. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, hood in a hood spot. I went to go recruit. I don't want to say his name. He's a very famous. He's in the NFL right now. I go go recruit this kid, and I walk in his home, dog. And I'm not lying to you, bro. There was a tree in his house. Like, like going through a, the middle of the house? A tree that grew from the bottom through the, the floor in his house, through the ceiling in the house. So in the living room, you had a tree. Damn. Real tree, homie. No lie. They're broke. His, one of the brokest family I've ever been around. Uh, he's in the league right now, I want to say, or he's at least in the XFL. Um, yeah, dog. Real talk. That was a real story. And they were like, shit, cozy grew. Insurance, I didn't have insurance. They wouldn't do nothing. The tree just grew right through the house. <laughs> Interesting. I, I was like, God damn. But I don't yeah. I don't think the house, I don't think the house outgrew it. I think the tree just <laughs> took over that motherfucker. But it's what it is. That's real though, man. Like you can't you can't let your surroundings dictate your future. You know what I'm saying? You can't let your circle slow you down so if you feel like that is happening you need to get in a new circle and that happens usually because you've outgrown that circle like jb just said so that's actually i love that topic right there we, we could talk about that for like 30 minutes if we wanted to oh yeah uh a book and a poster uh how much for both i don't know shit lot money send me a lot of money um contrary to belief <laughs> inhale big smitty Laugh, Big Smitty. Exhale, Big Smitty. And then repeat all that shit. Because, contrary to belief, of all the things that can be taken, do not let your joy be one of them. Ooh, man, man, man. In life, choose joy. That's just like my clothing brand. Go to, go to LFTClothingBrand.com right now and get your in life, choose joy t-shirts hoodies and sweats that's a bar right there you can you can't you can't dictate what happens to you jb but you can dictate how you respond to it always respond with joy don't let these people take your joy from you Smitty. hey you can Brandon. Take, you can take my you can take my air out my lungs 
You can make me stop inhaling, make me stop laughing. You can say, make me stop exhaling, but you ain't taking my joy, homie. That's just me. Joy. Come on now. That's a boy. I love joy. it. I love it. Facts of life. <laughs> on this day, August 6th, what is the day? 17th. 1999, a 7.4 magnitude earthquake struck near Izmit, Turkey, killing more than 17,000 people and leaving 500,000 homeless. Damn. My brother was stationed in Turkey during that earthquake, dog. It was big news. That was a big thing. He was in the Air Force. He's still in the Air Force, but he was in Turkey at that time. That shit was crazy, he said. Like a third world country, dog, with an earthquake like that. Yeah, it couldn't handle it. Sad. Couldn't handle it. I wonder if LA when we get the big one, we're gonna handle it. I don't know. You mean um, when? Hey, don't, don't don't speak that to existence. I ain't I ain't come out here for all that. I did not oh, come I out here for you. all that. <laughs> but it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, Why you keep saying I'm that? Saying. Like, hold on, JB, time out. We're not, we're not gonna just say that and move on like that. I, I didn't I didn't move my whole my people out here. I didn't I didn't took a real. I didn't left the hood to come out here. Uh, you talking about when it's gonna happen? I, I seen I the movie saying that Dreads. I didn't know you didn't know we lived on the biggest fault line in America in the world. Yeah, but but they, they said San Andreas was a fake movie. They said it they said it's not really real. I I've been through a couple bad earthquakes out here. My first year, JB, 2018. 2018, it was a really bad earthquake here. I can't remember the magnitude. It might have been like a 4.5 point something. I was at work. The entire fox was shaking. The the, the lamp, we had like a big old uh one of those hanging lights. It was shaking left and right. Even people who's from LA was holding on to the desk and they were like, oh shit, like this this might be the one. So I didn't hey, think that was I'm gonna be honest. Big Smitty, I gotta be honest, Big Smitty. You're not even close. I, I've been here the whole time you've been here, and there ain't been an earthquake since you've been here that's worth talking about. Let me just tell you that. I've been in some major ones. You ain't been in no big time earthquake. And everybody that's in that studio must not be from LA either. <laughs> nah, that, that was from here. I ain't gonna lie. I don't think you remember uh, 2018. It was a, it was a bad one out here. I remember. Uh, but I don't remember. It was two. It was one in 2018. There was one, another one a couple years later. It might have been one like 2021, too. It was like a couple of them that happened that was pretty bad. I remember it was pretty bad. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm from that town. They say we have earthquakes, but I've never actually fucked an earthquake in that. You guys we got tornadoes. That, uh, you, you guys be having that. Uh... You know we're supposed to have a hurricane on Monday here. Where? LA? In Southern California, dog. We're supposed to have a fucking hurricane. Have you heard this crazy shit? I, I'm starting to Big Smitty. I don't know, dog. We might have to take a veer off and go talk about some shit. Cause uh, first of all, we ain't never had no hurricane, dog. And now you got these fires being made up some places, and now you got people conspiracy about fire in Maui, fire in uh Houston, fire in Louisiana. We got fires being started in France. I don't know if you saw the video today that's going viral. There's a helicopter dropping gasoline on a huge forest and just starting a fire. They caught it. It's gasoline. It. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not water? No, nah, it's just they're dropping this shit and then there's another thing behind it and just lighting it up. That shit's just catching forest on fire. Oh, you gotta send me that video. That's crazy as hell. Now my boy sent me and said that's that's controlled. I'm like, hell no, nah. I, don't, I don't know how to control it, but Apparently, I don't know, dog. It's too too much for me to even because I don't I don't know nothing about it, so I'm not gonna become this conspiracy guy. But listen, the Maui thing's interesting. I don't know. They're not letting media in there still. They're not letting uh, you know. They're saying there's metal being, but then I'm talking to weather people, and I know Joe Accord comes in here. He's he's like, man, don't believe it. 
it's just a it's just a perfect mixture of hurricane winds with fire and i'm like look so i hear both sides i hear the weatherman side i've talked to a few other people i've i've, I've i hear the conspiracy side like man fire don't burn metal like that it don't and it leaves tree it don't it, so it leaves plastic alone but burns metal that has to be some type of energy source that we don't know about i don't know i don't know nothing but mm. it's getting deep california with a hurricane now coming monday i gotta see it to believe it because i ain't never heard that like that don't even make sense that's an oxymoron like that don't even go together that's like that's like a uh that's like saying a white man is packing. Like that don't even make sense. Like it don't even, it don't even go to like a hurricane in LA. Don't even make sense. Like that's a Florida thing. For me. <laughs> makes sense for me. I don't know what you over there talking about. Let's see how I try uh, to throw that in there and, and keep I will, going. I, I, I wish I could pull it up. I don't have my other can, my other thing. So that's wild though. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that, man. See, I, JB, do you still watch the news? Hey, on TikTok they said uh, no. I don't watch news. They said uh, your AR-15 take is exactly why you went from coaching to streaming on TikTok. <laughs> don't do it, JB. I see it. I don't. I see it in your eye, dude. Don't hey. say it. Don't say it. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Um, uh, but I can't wait. I, but the, I see. I can't bet guys like this because they don't have nothing. They live at their mama's house in the basement. I would bet like let's bet pink slips on a house. Let's bet our pink slips right. on our whip. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have a whip. They lease it. Their mama got them. You know they finance it through they they baby their mama's mm. side piece that come got home. You. you know what I'm saying? That, that yeah. they just can't. He ain't got no daddy. The daddy is the baby mama's daddy's mama. Like it's got a lot of drama, homie. Um, they they so, in the basement eating pizza rolls right now. So yeah, yeah, he in the basement. You know what I'm saying? Like mama yelling at him right now. He weighs six hundred pounds. Speaking Ooh. of six hundred pounds, man, my wife turned that show on the other day. The six hundred pound stuff. I've never seen it before. That stuff is ridiculous, and I don't want to get a deep dive into that. I, but how is that a show? See what I'm saying? Though? How's that a show? And we're not a major show. How do you because JB people like crazy shit. Man, so like me and you, crazy. we might be too real. Like I think you and I, we gonna have to do some crazy shit. Like you gonna have to start taking on challenges that's beyond jumping in the pool. You gonna have to like put your face on top of the stove for five seconds and let it burn it, and like do uh pour cereal and and milk over top of your head, and like you got we gotta do some wild stuff, JB. This world today, they pay money to see crazy shit. Not real yeah. shit, crazy shit. It's crazy. It's wild. Um, let me let me ask, let me get a poll question though, real quick. Who tanks this year in the NFL to land Caleb Williams? Who's mm. gonna tank this year? I'm tired of the tanking, dog. I'm old school. I want to play. I don't give a fuck. I want to beat everybody on my schedule. I, I would be damned if I tank for another cat that I don't even know is gonna play or not. What if he get hurt? What if he get ran over by walking his doggy? What if he paints his nails? Uh, the wrong color and the wrong hood, and that's and in South Central LA. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just telling you, there's too many things, dog. I want to play for now. I don't. I, you don't get this year back. I don't right. understand how these tanking situations come up. Like, there's veterans on these teams that I've talked to personally that are like, "Man, this might be my last year. Fuck tanking." Like, there's veterans that think that way, and yet you got organizations that are like. Let's tank for Bryce, man. Shit. So screw my last few years for these guys on my team right now that have put in all this blood, sweat, and tears. Let's tank for a rookie that we don't know 
if he's the next Kyler Murray or not, which is the segue to this show because uh, obviously that is on the thumbnail. Um, and uh, I don't know, Big Smitty, I got I got Caleb Williams being the next Kyler Murray, and I got to ask you: Is there a team? Is there a team that wants to tank for Caleb Williams? Man, oh man, that's the million dollar question, JB. And so, like for me, before I even answer that question directly, I want to ask you this: Do do you believe, like, so you believe tanking is an actual thing? And when I when I ask you that, I mean, do you think the players themselves are in on the taking? Because I don't. I don't believe players at any point, no matter what team you on, actually go out there like, you know what? Let's try to lose. I think players are going to try to win. From uh, the, the opening snap to the last snap. Now, I do believe that the higher ups in the organization could have meetings with the coach and indirectly hint at, "Hey, we need a quarterback next year. Do what you got to do." But then again, on the other side of that, coaches can't afford to lose because if they lose, they get fired. So why would I want to look? So I don't. My thing is, I don't even know if taking is a real thing when I break it down, JB. Look, well, what about the Miami Dolphins whole situation with, with Coach Flores and all that? Mm. I mean, he got fired, he says, for tanking, right? For for uh, for not tanking. For not tanking. You right. You yeah, right. I mean, did they, have a they, couple they years wanted ago. to tank. The ownership wanted to tank. Damn, so, so, right. I forgot about that, JB. That's a good I, call. I don't know. And then you got, you know, Lovey Smith's telling you to basically screw your tank. I'm playing to win. And he got fired for it mm. by the owner, by the owner who said, no, nah, I want you to tank. And he went out and won and lost them number one pick, right? Yeah. Which that's a me, good call, man. That's you know, a good call. You know what they should be doing, too. What they should be doing is they should be calling – lovey and thanking him for what they got because they got two top five picks in the first five dra- uh, uh, picks this year in houston and i don't know if it had been it could have been done i don't know if it got done that way if they would have just been the number one and got they took bryce or whatever and then that's it they don't get uh you know my boy from alabama as well Right, that's a good yeah, that's a good so, call, man. That's a good I don't call, know, man. So. It's a crazy, it's crazy how this shit works. It's crazy, but I yeah. But to know. answer your question, I I don't want to avoid the question. I, I kind of veered off a little bit there. Who could tank for Caleb Williams? Like to me, the obvious. Well, it might not be obvious to everybody, but the obvious answer to me is the, the Arizona Cardinals. Now I know it might sound crazy because you're like, what? Kyler Murray is still there, has a ton of talent. Um, yeah, he had a down year last year, but the year before that. You know, before he got hurt, he was in the MVP conversation. Like, he still has a chance. I, I get all that. I, I, I'm i not a believer. I'm not a guy who thinks Kyler Murray is just done. I think Kyler Murray can still have a lot of success in this league under the right system with the right coach. Now, we all know the Arizona Cardinals have a new head coach. He was, the, I think it's Gannon. He was the D coordinator for the Eagles. From everything that I'm hearing, he's changing the entire culture. Uh, within that organization, he's like, no nonsense. You know, they're in here locked and loaded, ready to go. I don't know if that's good for Kyler Murray or not. We all hear the stories about Kyler, you know, playing the game all night and not taking it seriously. And we know when he got his, he signed his big deal, they there were stipulations that he had to watch X amount of tape 
which is crazy because that, so that shows you that he does not watch film. So there's a lot of negative negative signs surrounded around Kyler. And again, Cliff Kingsbury was there, and no knock towards him, but he's more of a player's coach. He's not gonna really discipline you and be on you. So I think you can get away with that type of those type of things. Now with Gannon, I don't know if that's the case. So I'm real curious to see once Kyler comes back. I know I know he's still recovering from his injury, but I, I'm assuming he will play this year at some point, middle of the season at least. I'm a, I'm curious to see how he's going to perform because depending on that will determine what Arizona should do. And if let's say Kyler d- doesn't play this year or he does pull up and he looks bad or we're starting to hear more rumblings of him and the head coach bumping heads or Kyler not watching film, any negative energy around Kyler while the Cardinals are performing bad, I can see them saying, you know what? Let's go ahead and lose these last couple games get this number one overall pick, and let's tank for Caleb Will. I would not be shocked. But let me tell you this, JB, the team that should tank for Caleb Williams, I don't know if they will, but the team that should tank for Caleb Williams is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said it. I know you're a big believer in Kyle Trask. I got, I got a different take. I got a different take. I say it should be the Raiders or Green Bay. <laughs> Um, the, ooh, the Raiders are green back. I'm not mad at neither one of those. Hey, we're we going to come back to this, though. Our main man, man, Keenan Middleton, New York Yankees is running the show. So clap it up. Um, what up, what up, brother? What's going what on, my guy? Nice here? to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet y'all, too. It's good to be on here. I'm a big fan. Man, of I appreciate you jumping on, brother. Hey, so, man, August 1st, you get you get, you get get shipped off, man. You go to the Yankees, man. Is that a big time? Is that like a big time thing for most most, you know, everybody I think wants to be a Dodger, a Yankee. I know you got drafted to LA early on in your career with the Angels. Like, how does that work? Is is that like a thing with players? Like, damn, I'm a Yankee, or or is it like, nah, I'm about my bag and then winning the wherever <laughs> I go. I mean, I've never been to the playoffs, and I feel like the Yankees, uh, their history says that they're going to go to the playoffs most years. So I was very excited when I when I got shipped off, uh, but at the same time, I, I made some new friends and. In Chicago, so it was bittersweet. Right, right. No now, now, how does that work, real quick? Just trying to understand more the business side of it, right? You know, I played football. Uh, you know, college football, D one. Didn't get a chance to play at that next level. I know the NFL. Sometimes the business can be tough. You know what I'm saying? Or NBA guy, you hear multiple stories where a guy might be at a restaurant with his family, and then they check their phone on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, I got traded." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, right. like, how, how does it, is, is it work the same way with, with baseball as well? Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of the same. I I got traded. I think it was like ten minutes before the deadline, and so I, I'm I'm going outside to go stretch. Regular day in Texas, we're about to play against Texas, and as I'm starting to stretch, the coach called me back in and was like, "Hey, you're gonna have to shave your beard off because the Yankees don't do the beard." So it's like you're gonna have to Damn. shave your beard off. You're headed to New York. To New York. And next day, I was shipped out, landed in New York, and I think I pitched the next day. So I mean, it happens Damn. quick. Turn over fast. Yeah, that's crazy. So you ain't gotta learn no like it's not like football. I gotta go in there and learn the playbook. You just gotta go exactly. learn what the catcher, whatever the catcher numbers are on the finger, or what? Yeah, I mean it's kind of easy now because all the cheating with the uh, Astros and everything they're doing like these pitch comps. So basically, you have a mic in your ear, the catcher has a mic in his ear, and they give they can give us a transmitter to put on our gloves. So I'm telling the catcher what I'm gonna throw instead of the catcher oh. telling me. 
Well, God I'm, damn. We're right, getting yeah. advanced, man. Exactly, shit is advanced. Right. Pretty soon, AI, AI gonna move your arm for your ass. <laughs> right. When I start hearing robots talk to me, I'm done with this shit. I swear. Right, right. <laughs> Throw a fastball now. I'm like, damn. <laughs> that shit crazy. Uh man, so you got to yeah, you got to New York. Let me ask you, I gotta ask you something, man. As, a, as an outside guy looking in, grew up in LA and a Dodger fan my whole life. Uh my, my grandpa played, my grandpa pissed, man, actually. Uh, long story, he pitched back in the day, way back in the day. Uh, he played for the St. Louis Browns. They actually, uh, I think, became the Texas Rangers later on, but this was in the 20s. He played with Babe Ruth and shit. Uh, let me ask you something. Is uh, this oversized bags and this, uh, this this clock on the pitcher, is that a big difference in, in, in anything for you to like? You, is it a whole nother, I got to prepare a whole nother way, or is it just like, I'm going to go out here, rip it, and, and, and grip it, and rip it? Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, there's an, there's an adjustment period for everybody. Um, I love it, though. It makes the game go faster. Some of these games too dang long. I feel like this year, the games have been going by quicker. Uh, yeah. And just, I mean, certain guys. Certain guys will stand up on the mound and take is what seems like minutes to throw in between every pitch. And now the game's just kind of flowing, and I think it keeps the fans engaged. And honestly, it keeps me as a player engaged, too, because – it's not so drawn out. The game isn't. So yeah, I enjoy it, man. Honestly, uh, with the biggest ba- with the bigger bases and stuff, you see more stolen bases. Uh, there's pickoff rules. You can only pick off uh, two times. The third time, if you don't pick them off, it's the he automatically advances to the next base. So with those rules, it's just uh, there's more action. I would say there's more runs being scored, and I think that makes uh, the experience better for baseball fans. Damn. No, for sure. I love it. It's funny, JB and, and Keenan, that you mentioned that because I feel like all the sports are trying to achieve the same thing. You know, basketball, yeah. they change rules to get more possessions. Football, yeah. same things. It's all about how can we score more points, fast pace, keep the fans engaged. Let me ask you this, though. Are, are there any cons to, to the pitch clock? Like, are there anything? Like, obviously, you love it. But for any other pitchers who maybe you, you've spoken with, who might have a longer process, right, to prepare. Have you seen any, like, I guess, negative effects from it from other players maybe? No, I, I thought it was going to be a big problem coming into spring mm. training. I mean, there was there was a lot of issues, I feel like, that got worked out in spring training as well. Um, but I feel like for the most part, everybody just adjusted and went on as business as normal. That's dope. Hey, I got to ask. So um, – I want to know though, like this this pitch clock thing everyone's talking about the bases, like the bases being larger. Um, is that crazy? Is it does it look crazy on the field, or is it <laughs> if you can't tell? Because it should look mean, huge on the pitcher. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, for the first couple of weeks, it was it was an adjustment period, but um, now, like I said, it, it's just normal, man. Really? Uh, I'm not worried about how big the bases is. The bases are. I'm worried about striking this one out. So yeah, yeah, right, right. Hey, so it don't get to the hey, base. I ain't even gotta worry about it. Hey, it right. don't fuck with you though. Know, like, like a fast cat on second, he can get oh. to that base like this much sooner, and you gotta like, you gotta like fucking pick him off earlier or nothing. Nah, he can take he's take his chance if he wants, but most likely he's gonna get him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Talk that. Talk that talk. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I let my yeah, catcher yeah. do the work as long as I'm for like in that type of situation. As long as you're fast to home plate, like you're you're not super slow when you're delivering the ball to home plate, and you just give your catcher the opportunity. That's all they ask us for. So I mean, yeah. just making sure you're paying attention to guys when they're out there. That's really all you can do. I mean, like but now, like I said, you can only pick off twice 
third time he goes to the next base. So, I mean, all you can really yeah. do is just kind of pay attention and be quick so you give your catcher a chance. Let me let me ask you this real quick. The play, So I've been hearing people go to games like Dodger Stadium. The, you know, not the stadiums that pack out and sell out every time, like Yankees, Dodgers. You know, there's certain stadiums that are going to get 50, 40,000. But a lot of stadiums are, like, underselling, right? There's a lot of empty stadiums in Major League Baseball right now. And, like, do you think that it's gotten worse because of the pitch clock? Like, I'm hearing that my buddy goes into the Dodger Stadium. He said he's in line for two hours for a hot dog. He comes back. It's sixth inning already. Mm. He's like, damn. He goes, like, I'm not going to no baseball game no more. Like, this is this is what I'm hearing on the street. And I'm like, damn, does that affect you guys? Is like, like crowd like don't you want to play in front of like big crowds and shit i know your yankee stadium is going to be packed every time but other places yeah. may not be tampa on the road or fucking yeah Baltimore. right yeah it's, it also it also just depends who you're playing for because like i like at the start of the season i started with chicago we're not having a great year not a lot of fans but it also depends who you're playing against because like last year i'm in arizona we play against yeah. the dodgers at our place and it's a sea of blue so that thing, oh, like now with the Yankees, like we we were just where we at in Miami. I'm like they started the game as soon as the game started. Let's go Yankees! You thought we were in New York, Damn. so it, it kind of just depends like what team you're playing for. I'm like the I feel like Yankees fans travel well, Dodgers fans travel well. Um, there's there's a couple other teams in there too uh, that I don't really like, so I'm not gonna mention them. So but, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so your division, you got a, a loaded loaded division, obviously. Boston, you guys, Tampa's up on the up and up. Uh, they're coming up this year. They're Baltimore, good as hell. Baltimore's good, uh, yeah, Baltimore's Baltimore. good right? Like, so what's the, what's like, what do you got to do to get in this year? Like, is, are, you guys are on the outside looking in right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're I think we're about six games back from the wild card. And, I mean, honestly, that's just a, a, a hot week. We can get right yeah. back in. Yeah. We have one good week. And I think that, that that's the way we're pushing for right now. Uh, we've we've had a, we've struggled in the past week, but I mean, there's so many games to be played in baseball. You can't just hang your head when you have a few bad games. Yeah. Hey, how big how big is that Aaron Judge cat? That motherfucker huge, huh? <laughs> Bro, after my first outing, I'm standing there in the dugout. I'm saying, oh shit, I just pitched to the Yankees. I looked over to my left, and he's standing there next to me. I said, I'm gonna sit down. This dude, he's making me look like a midget over here. I'm not. I'm gonna sit down. That's a, yeah, let me ask you, you like, no, nah, go ahead. How tall are you? I'm 6'3". He made me I knew you were tall. I knew you were tall. I'm like, damn, put some reference on it. He's right. huge, huh? I'm 5'11", so, I, so I, he probably looked like a crazy to me, boy. He built like a monster, bro. I'm telling you. Let me ask you straight up then. Do you think Aaron Judge is one of the baseball guys that could cross over, hypothetically, of course, and play another professional sport, whether that's NBA NFL, do you think Aaron Judge could do that? I feel like if he really wanted to, yeah. I mean, like if there's a guy that could go out there and, and play tight end or something, oh yeah, it'd be that guy right there. Damn, that's crazy. As I say, a tight end, DN, something yeah, he built yeah. like that. He's a large human, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he athletic, right? Yeah, he's very athletic. Yeah. I mean, he got kind of a toe thing going on this year. Um, yeah. but he's super athletic. Yeah, I mean, he's fairly young too. I want to say he's like 28. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So what's next for you? What do you got? What's like, what do you want to end your shit with? Like your career wants, you want to end with a ring, obviously. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Is that, is that number one right now? Just getting that ring? Yeah. Getting to the playoffs, uh, getting a ring. That's the biggest thing for me right now. Um, in my off seasons, I coach basketball. And so I, mm -hmm. I kind of get towards the end of the season, my mind geared around that. 
And uh, that, that takes a lot of my time and focus as well. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm getting geared into is that that next transition in life uh, more than uh, anything else. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up, too, man. I, I, I'm always interested when I'm talking to other pro athletes about, you know, life outside the field, outside, outside the court. Um, is, it, is it tough at times to, to really like balance things out in terms of like, all right, I'm, I'm still an active player. So, like, I got to keep the main thing, the main thing, which is my right. sport. But at the same time, I understand that these professional careers are relatively short. Even guys who are Hall of Famers, you think about your totality of life. It's like, all right, I retired at, what, 38, 39, whatever. I still got a lot of life left to live. Is it tough for you sometimes to balance out, okay, focus on the sport or focus on what I'm doing post-sport? I mean, it's honestly been kind of easy for me because – when I when I got into this, I got drafted. I didn't I didn't ever want to be a baseball player, and I got I went to college, got drafted as after my freshman season, and uh, in the off seasons, I, I didn't ever imagine making it to the big leagues. Like there were so many people. I mean, the first day I even showed up in rookie ball, I seen almost everybody on the roster was better than me at just me visit, yeah. like Damn. evaluating my own talent. Um, so like my fallback plan has always been coaching or playing basketball. And as I got older, I'm like, I think coaching is the avenue that I'm going to have to go through. And I've been, uh, I was a head JV coach for three years at my old high school. I've been an assistant for the last six, um, going over mm-hmm. to a new high school this off season. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like me keeping that job and that uh, going during the off season has made it easy for me to be able to be like, this isn't my only option. Um, baseball is not my only option. And I think that that makes it a little bit more fun too. It gives me something to look forward to in the off seasons. Now, real hey, quick, JB, uh, uh, yeah, real, real quick follow up because that that was real interesting. You said that you didn't even think you, you would play in the MLB. That wasn't even like necessarily something that you wanted to do. Obviously, you made it, and you're a hell of a player. I, what what something had to change, right? Because to me, it's it's really hard to be at the highest level when, like, you know, subconsciously. You're thinking like, uh, I don't even know if I want to do this or if I could do this. Was there a moment when you like, you know what? Man, fuck this. Like, I'm about to go out here. Like, I, I am, I am that guy. I, I do belong here. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was right. that moment for you? Uh, I mean, it was after I got in the big leagues. I, I came up uh, kind of fast. I, I was, I, they made me a starting pitcher because they, I was mainly a hooper when they drafted me, and they knew that. So. They wanted me to go out there and be a starter so I can get more innings and learn how to pitch in the minor leagues. Mm. And I went through my third year in the minor leagues. They bumped me out of the rotation. They put me in the bullpen. And for a lot of guys, I feel like that would discourage them. But I feel like it was going to make my life easier instead of going out there and having to put a game plan together for five innings at a time. I'm a relief guy coming out of the bullpen. So I just got to face three batters at a time now. Mm. And I it, it made my life as a pitcher way easier. And then... With that, I started throwing a little bit harder. And then the next season, I show up to spring training. And I'm the number one pitching prospect in the Angels organization, which was not very good at the time. So it's not a big brag, you know. But yeah. I showed up, and they liked what they saw. And I ended up getting called up that season. And I remember my first few games being like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. And I got called into the coach's office, and he was like, I don't know if you know this, but you all we got, and you're not getting sit down. So either you're gonna you're gonna wear this shit all year, and and have to figure it out and be backpedaling the whole time, or you can just hit it full force. Like, 
And I feel like in that moment, I was just like, all right, well, I ain't going nowhere. So I got to put up or shut up. Hey, Damn. you said that three, three, you got to get three batters out usually. Uh, when you're, when you get called up in the bullpen or whatever, uh, and, and you start your routine, do you have a normal routine that you go through or is it based on who you're about to face? Mm. Uh, yeah, I have pretty much have the same routine. Uh, I'll, I'll put on like uh, my, and it's kind of like icy hot. I'll put it on my shoulder around the third inning and like we have these weighted balls. I'll start throwing my weighted balls. Uh, whenever I, not, not a, around a certain time, I, I would guess uh, like every single night, like on a regiment, you kind of just got to read the game after a while. You're like, Oh shoot. Starters getting out. He's about to get up. He's about to get the hook. So you have to start getting ready. And Damn. once that phone rings, it's like, you got five, six throws maybe, and then you're in the game. So you got to kind of be prepared for that phone to be ringing. You got to kind of be a mind reader out there. Kind of yeah, really I want to. I want to, and I want to. I want to be clear with you, dog. You, you, you being humble in here. I'm like, nah, fuck that. You're a one percenter, bro. Regardless of what all these <laughs> other cats talk about, you're a one damn percenter in this world. People don't realize how hard it is even to make it. Uh, and you're over here thriving. Let me ask you this: Is Otani the best thing you've ever seen? Mm. By far. By really? Oh, by far. Because this is this is the this is the thing I, I tell people. So I was a rookie in seventeen. He came over with us at the Angels in eighteen. In the first week, he had a tough spring, and a lot of people were negative about him. But his first week in the big leagues, being my teammate, he took Corey Kluber, who was a Cy Young winner the year before, four hundred and twenty feet straightaway dead center field home run. And then the two days later, we go to Houston. And he strikes out Jose Altuve on a 101-mile-an-hour fastball in the seventh inning. And this is in a span of three days, one dude doing both of those things. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. And then I feel so, like so, – so, so the hype is real. The hype is real. Like, people oh, not overhyping it. I cannot wait to see how much money this man gets paid this offseason. That boy is about to get paid. It, hey. Is he staying in the Angels? Is the Angels keeping him? I don't know. <laughs> They're not going to hold him on. I think I think he saw that Trouty signed up for a long one. I don't think he's going to be staying. Oh, that's not what it sounds like. Damn. So he's he going to go to the highest bidder. Are the Dodgers or the Yankees? I know you can't probably talk about that, but are those like real suitors? Like big-time team like that with a budget is going to have to be the team, right? He's not going to go to like yeah. – he's not going to go to fucking Marlins, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, he could. I mean, he could. Who knows? But I just feel like that dude – he, he wants to be in the playoffs. He's already made it pretty um, – he's been vocal about that. I, I just think any any team that's going to pay him the money and get him in the best situation uh, to be in the playoffs, I think that that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, I know Seattle tried to make a big push during the All-Star game, chanting for him and stuff. But anybody, any all 20 – or all 30 teams should be in on this dude because he's once-in-a-lifetime talent. And he gonna mess around yeah. and, and, and get that soccer money, that Saudi Arabian bag. Yeah, for real. About, yeah. <laughs> he might get that billion dollar bag. This man is right, different. Like, I don't know. There is, dog. That, that, li that live golf, that Saudi throwing money out there. Yeah. They might buy a fucking yeah. NFL next. Yeah. Shit. Real quick, you know, let me ask you this, man. Um, kind of walk me through the mindset of a pitcher, right? So, like when you when you going on that mound and you look across the field and you see you see Otani is up next. Be real with me now. I know we all confident and all that. There's a slight piece of something coming to your mind, like, all right, man, let me 
like let me let me be on my p's and q's with this like this is you know what i mean like this yeah. is lucky this is all tiny now that's that's funny <laughs> you asked me because i faced him i think it's three or four times now the first three times went great you know yeah this last time we were in we were in uh, anaheim it was probably about a month ago i got two strikes on him i just struck him out two weeks before this and I'm like, oh, I'm about to get his ass right here. I got him with a changeup, off-speed pitch the last time. Now I'm going to go out of the zone with a fastball. If this, I throw a fastball 96 miles an hour, not even a strike, and this dude hits it right past me. Like, I'm talking about right past my head. You, I'm sure you can find the video after this. And I don't know. It's a, I don't think that I'll ever forget that. So next time I face him, I'm like, shit, you better chuck it in decade, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My, my so wife was talking about getting life like, insurance after that game. Yeah, you're nah, like real. Now you pitching now, looking out like like a fucking football player, like getting hit over the middle. Right, right. I mean, that's no joke. So I mean, like, bro, yeah, I always say, like, I, I'm sorry, not, not to cut you off. I always said to me, man, baseball is one of the most dangerous sports, and people laugh at me. I'm like, nah, y'all, like football. Uh, yeah, we're physical. I get it, but we we got helmet. We got so much pads on. It's like right. we're good. You guys are not. Fully, like you're not really protecting in right, a story. Absolutely, and I feel like I feel like there's certain situations I've seen it happen a couple of times this year. Where even just like a pitch gets away and hits somebody, and that like it's it's crazy that it doesn't happen more often. I obviously I don't want to see that. Right, happen more of course, often. of course. Yeah, right. But it's it's kind of crazy when it does happen. It's like, oh shit, I'm happy that it's not a regular thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank yeah. God. Hey, I saw a lot of drama. That's when when that pitch clock first came in. I'm like, damn, cats get dean, cats get hit. Mad. Like it's like, damn, it might be drama this year. Man. It might be time to watch baseball. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, right, uh, right. Hey, so let me ask you: Do you have a common like? Do you have a common opponent, a batter? Obviously, you face that you're like, man, this is my nemesis. Uh, we go back and forth. I get him out, but he gets me too. Like, is there a guy that like you guys got beef, competitive beef? Uh, in a good way, is there somebody you always you like? Fuck, I gotta go get this motherfucker. Or, or do you have somebody that's like, is there somebody you own, or is there somebody that owns you on the mat? Like, is there any of those there's, type of situations? There's a lot. There's a lot more guys that I, I, that I owned and it got me. But Nolan Arenado, mm. he's three for three with three home runs off of me, and I'm and, and all three of the pitches I throw, he had a fastball, he had a slider, and a changeup. I, right now in my head, I'm just like, thank God he's not in my division, so I have a little bit more time to figure this shit out next time I face him. That. Damn, I'm, about that's come, I'm about to come with a new pitch, I guess. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but behind the back, right? Exactly, right. He's gonna get up and be like, walk his ass, walk his ass. Go ahead. Hopefully, the next guy hits him to a double play. Yeah, Damn, that's, that's crazy, dog. So yeah. he hit all three pitches a home run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like fuck it. I might just throw fucking left handed next time. Yeah, I might. I might. I might need to switch it up. Maybe my shit. The left handed side would be better. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, let me ask you this uh, on the business side. Like, so uh, do you see like either Major League Baseball expanding or or actually cutting down mm-hmm. based on the numbers? Because I've been hearing all these crazy shit. Like the, the A's obviously are a team. Yeah. Um, that's, that's on the move possibly to Vegas. Vegas seems like it's a hot spot for a lot of pro sports now. Um, like, are they going to, since they don't draw dick in Oakland, they're going to move. But what if they don't draw right. dick in Vegas? What if they don't draw nothing in Vegas? Are they but, a team that you'd be like, oh, I feel right. like do, I feel like they'll do good in Vegas because right now their triple-A team, the A's triple-A team is in Vegas. And I remember mm-hmm. last year I signed a minor league contract with 
uh, the Diamondbacks. So I spent like the first month in their minor league system in AAA. And we started in Las Vegas. Like that's where we opened the season. And I, I remember them posting that there was more fans at our AAA game in Las Damn. Vegas than there was at an Oakland A's game. Damn. And so like it, the, the crowd will be there. I mean, there's all, I feel like there's always going to be people in Vegas. And if there's a game to be, Washington, Vegas, I feel like people will show up. But I feel like they, they could expand. They could do all this stuff. This just depends where they do it. I feel like Vegas would be a good spot. Uh, Nashville is another place that I've heard uh, that I feel like would be a good spot. And it's another dope spot I want to go to, too. So I would like I would like that as well. <laughs> my, my hometown in Portland, they've been pushing for it, but I don't think we can handle all that. Mm. Mm. And with the weather and traffic is already terrible and stuff. I don't even know where they put that thing. But there's yeah. a couple of things that I definitely do that I, I would like to see them uh, do something with. Hey, what? So what high school did you go to? Milwaukee something? Yeah, Milwaukee High School. In Portland? In, yeah, Southeast Portland. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I think I know. I, I thought I recruited that years ago. They had a tight end there a couple of years back. Um, damn, that's crazy. Uh, Portland right now though. What's? Have you been back recently? Yeah, I mean, I I was there three weeks ago just mm. for a day. Popped in and. Saw my family and then headed out, um, and then I live there every off season. I'm I'm there okay. during the off season. Yeah, you got a so what? Did you, you did they put you up when you come get traded like middle of the season like this, or or do you go get you have to go get your own spot and the whole deal? No, nah, man, my wife's a G. She she did all of it <laughs> already. Got it. Yeah, we, we got traded. And it was kind of it was kind of a blessing though. We got traded from Chicago to New York. We go to New York for a five day homestand. And then we went on the road and the first place we went to was Chicago. So we Dang. got to go back and play the White Sox, but we also got to pack up our stuff, ship some stuff back home, ship some stuff back out here to New York. I just, we just got back from a nine day road trip. I came back, she's already got a whole apartment set up and stuff, I'm telling you. She's chasing, chasing three kids around doing this at the same time. Like baseball wives, they deal with just as much stuff as we do, and she's she's a straight gangster, bro. I couldn't have done anything that she. Yeah. Is she from I home? Is she from home? Is she from home or? Yeah, yeah. We we've been dating since high school. Uh, we started. We've been we've been together longer than we've been apart. We Come be- on, man! I, I'm about to tear up. On- Listen, I'm married as well, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and my wife, yeah. we from. I met her in high school, junior year, and we, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't hear these stories often, man. So when I right, hear it, I get excited about it. I've been trying to tell JB to go <laughs> ahead and, and, and lock down and get him a wife. He, he's he's anti-marriage. I'm like, man, you find the right one and make your life better, JB. Hell no, nah, I ain't doing nothing. Hey, <laughs> hey, dog, let's just keep it real. <laughs> There's two things undefeated, dog, Ken. Oh. Pussy and new pussy. I'm gonna stay with it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let you have that. No response hey, to that. Say, I, I, shit. Hey, I go with the I go with the percentages, Keenan. Shit, percentages. Right. This undefeated motherfucker about about the we face. Did, I can't beat it. Got lucky. Me and me and Smitty yeah. got lucky. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You don't yeah. you don't got to comment on my. You know, I'm a single bachelor. You don't got to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Uh, yeah, you you, sing, you a you a single bachelor fun. with with no girls though. So I don't know I don't know how that works, JB. Nice. Okay, you you know better than that, and so does everybody else. Uh, yeah, right. You know, you know these Netflix honeys hitting him. Yeah, they do. I ain't gonna have no. No, you don't even know. It's, hey, I got a saying, dog. You know, growing up in the hood, short, fat, skinny, and tall. I fuck them all. Um, uh, shit. Hey, I don't I got it. no. I hey, shit. 
hey, we, we can't be picky. We can't beggars can't be choosers around this no. Um, <laughs> hey man, it's been a pleasure. We gotta have you on again. I hope you make the playoffs. I'm rooting for you, man. I know we chop it up on IG, man. We gotta, uh, I hit you, I see you my number, man. We gotta chop it up the next time you out, out west, absolutely, brother. Yeah, I mean, I'm I travel a lot during the off season, just try to pop in and out of cities. And if we can link up at some point, that'd be dope. I'm a big fan of both of y'all, like I said. Thank you for having me. Nah, man, you, you, guys, uh, you guys done on the west coast, right, for the rest of the year, or are you back out here at all? Yeah, I think we're done on the West Coast. Uh, we have most of our games. I think we go to Toronto, Kansas City, Detroit for the rest of the year, uh, these last six weeks. Um, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can make this playoff. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. I'll be, be, hey. be rolling. JB, last question. I got to end on this. I got to end on this. Out of, all, out of all the sports, basketball, football, baseball, hockey, mm-hmm. where does baseball rank? In terms of the best fighters, because we see Adam, we we see we yeah. see y'all throw yeah. hands. We see yeah. Tim Anderson throw hands as a football guy. I think we could kick everybody ass, but I'm yeah. biased. Where does the baseball play? What do y'all rank? Keep it real. I mean, I would put <laughs> I would put football players at the top. No, no. If we're talking about fighting, we, yeah, we talking about we, yeah, yeah. We talking I'll about put that. hockey players at the top because them toothless mugs. They, okay. they, they all they all toothless and crazy. They don't care either. They be like, yeah, right. they don't give a shit. They get punched they in the face and like that shit. I don't yeah, like yeah. that shit. <laughs> so they got. I would say hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Ooh, the basketball players ain't gonna like that. I They're agree soft. with you though. They're soft. Thank you. Interesting, man. Because football, I, got, I know a lot of football players that are horrible and with hands, too. But I got to be honest. I think it's football, and then I think it's WNBA, and then I think it's NBA. And then, right, no, 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 my bad. I think it's football, baseball, Major League Baseball, WNBA, NBA. Did you see old girl the other day smack yeah, old girl? Yeah, WNBA got old. How does yeah. nobody do anything for you, bro? I'm like, you have to be a bad teammate. <laughs> yeah. They, they hate bad you. Teammate to get slept and nobody even moves. The girl ran hey, up, packed back good. from yonder, and huh? Yeah, she did. She came from all the way back here too. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, that hey she, 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 she like a Cy Young pitcher the way she busted. She. <laughs> <laughs> she hey, dog, what, how, hey, dog. Let me be real. It's happening more and more among with men, though. Right. Yeah. Like football players, like motherfuckers just be letting them letting cats get molly whopped. I'm yeah. like, damn, I mean, dog, what's cracking? I mean, I seen after the Tim Anderson stuff the other day, Mookie Betts has a, a podcast and he had a dude from the Diamondbacks and he was like, We had a closed door meeting that if somebody gets knocked out, that's not the last punch to be thrown. And I'm like, I, I feel like that I feel like that meeting should have happened in all 30 clubhouses after that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dog. Because you see, uh, did you see? Do you, I don't know. I know you football fan. You watch uh, Deion, Colorado Deion Sanders. They had a fight the other day, and I really? guess some cats didn't go help the old lineman. And Deion stopped practice. Like, man, we one fight, we all fight. Yeah, right. That's how we get down. That's right. how it always has like been that. though. Football. That's how football has always been. Like, shit. Oh, one absolutely. fight, we all fight. That's the rule. Absolutely right. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing. Uh, I was a big Oregon fan when I was in high school, and that shit with Garrett Blunt. He's trying yeah. to sleep on boy from Boise yeah. State after the game, and it was on. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was right there. Yeah, that was crazy. I remember that. Hey. That's crazy. Right. Another, another. I got another JUCO product, Garrett. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, it's yeah. crazy how JUCO the JUCO cats usually are. The, we usually the yeah. shitbirds. Um, <laughs> right. Hey exactly. man, much love to you, dog. We got to hook yeah, up. Appreciate you, real, bro. Man. I appreciate you coming right, on, man. And. Uh, 
We'll hook up soon. I appreciate you, Kenan. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all, boys. You said brother. Um, that was dope, bro. Hey, that's probably one of my favorite interviews so far, man. Good cat. Big Smitty say that shit after every interview. Man, we, we keep getting better and better. Hey, hey, the, show getting, the show getting so good, you can't even handle it. You're like, damn, they the best. And then tomorrow, JB, be hold on. Let's be real though. We, we we not we're not saying no names, but we've had a couple interviews go differently. I just say let's keep it at that. I just keep it at that. Keep it at that. So, yeah, we have. That was a good one right uh, there, man. Hey, you, you got to take a picture too. or anything? Because I'm, I'm going to make me a coffee. I can make a coffee, walk straight back to this kitchen. I got the wireless mic on, but I don't know if you want to take a piss or not. I ain't got a piss yet. I usually pee. I, I pee between 7.45 and, and 8.15, so I ain't got to pee yet. So go ahead, make well, your you coffee, don't... and I'm going to talk to the chat. Hey, usually you can pee because it goes right down your nuts anyway, right? <laughs> nah, man. I, I, when I pee, like, I got this whole process. That's why I'm always late when we come back from break, because I got to, like, throw it over the shoulder and... Get it untangled and and hold that motherfucker up like a fire hose to, to, to get it going. So, uh oh. Speaking of fights, hey, JB, I got I, I texted Max, man. I haven't heard back. I can't get no. I haven't heard back from Max. But you you talk about this because I didn't know about it. I just texted him when you asked me. Yeah, make your coffee, man. Make your coffee. So yeah, I saw this online, y'all, man. It's been a lot of camp fights going on across the league. Which honestly, as a former football player myself, we all know during camp. You gonna fight? It's gonna happen. Whether you fighting with each other, uh-huh. fighting against the other team, Kev is so tough. You're seeing the same exact guys for the most part every single day. You're practicing. You know, when I play, we're doing two a day. You lift the weights, film. It just, it's just so much masculine energy. You know what I'm saying? You're really seeing your family in college. You're really not seeing your family. There's no women on campus yet. Let's keep it real. So just you and these other men every single day. NFL. Obviously, you get to compete against another team, but this is your first time getting a chance to hit somebody else that's not your teammate. So when that happens, you're going to be, you know, competitive. You're going to be fired up. I don't know the full scope because I haven't seen the video yet of what led to this. But evidently, man, Cam Akers, Rams running back, and Mac Legend, Eastern Michigan uh, guy, Raiders DM, Max Crosby, they got to a fight. And from what I heard, I've seen both. I've seen, I've seen a few things on both sides, but from what I'm heard after the fight, for whatever reason, Cam Akers had to he had to go to the locker room. I don't know what that means, but where I'm from, usually that means you took a L. That means you took an ass whooping. I did see Cam Akers respond to another tweet saying that like uh, basically defending himself. I can't remember verbatim what he said, but basically defending himself, saying like, "All right, yeah, you guys must have didn't like see what really happened or heard what really happened." So. It sounds like he might have got a couple good punches in. I don't know. But most of the information that I heard, it sounded like Max Crosby got the dub. So I'm not surprised, man. He's a DN, D-lineman. We're dogs. That's how we move. That's how we, that's how we shake it, how we operate. He's another Matt guy like myself. So I'm not really surprised at all. Play it again, Jimmy, from the top, please. Play it from the top. I got this slow ass internet over it's here. It's all good. I think it started a little late. I want the guys to see this from the is beginning. Is this Cowboys? So this is Cowboys scrimmaging against Cowboys. Just a Cowboys camp. Uh, looks like they're doing some pass rush one on ones, and um, yeah, one of their D line. I think it's Williams gets into it with. I can never say this O lineman's name. It, it it looks like badass 
but I think it's like Badaz or Badaz or something like that. Anyway, they're going against each other. You know, there's a little pushing and shoving after the play. Uh, D lineman runs up to him and tries to swing on him. And the teammate came through, the old lineman came through and gave him the shove, the push, the push of his life. Guy falls on his back, you know, and it's a quick little scramble. He's pissed off, of course, because he got embarrassed and got pushed on the ground. I don't know if we have the other video, but later in the same exact practice, they go to like team time or whatever. And this time, Michael Parsons has his guys back. He gets into it with the same guy who, who just pushed Williams on the ground. But Michael Parsons said, uh-uh, you ain't going to do me like that. Beep, beep, beep. Game buddy in three piece, all types of stuff going down. And right here, we got the Bucks and the Jets. You know, so Hold on, as you can me... see, y'all, it's fights going on oh, all let me across camp. Let me, uh, yeah, it's so slow. It's it's not catching up to the actual video I put in there. Okay, got so it. I, Don't worry about it. If it ain't working right, then shoot. We can. Hold on, we, I got I got them all, but let me uh, let me let them catch up real quick, and then I'm uh bring them back in in order because they're not named. Uh, Eric with the wrench fired. Didn't name the shit. Wow, come on, Derek. How you not going <laughs> listen? The new excellence is mediocrity. Mediocrity is a de new definition of excellence. That's what JB always says, and I, I guess he's right. I tried to defend my generation. You know what? Is Derek, is he in my generation? Or is he older he's than your me? your generation. He's younger than you. He's younger than me? Yeah. I thought Derek was like 36, 37. <laughs> he thought Derek was 75 years old. I look like I'm from Wisconsin. He looked like he goddamn 70. He look a little older, like he, he look like he go out there and chop down trees and fucking like just a, a real hands-on. Nah, man, I don't know what videos are what because they're not labeled. I didn't have I didn't I don't have the technology here to, to change fix it. So hey, Derek well, Der Derek's in the yeah. chat defending himself. He said Hey, yes. Derek did a good job getting us the videos though, because Ethan's not helping today. So Eric Derek stepped in, man. And, hey, one down, one up, man. That's a that's the mindset. Hey, y'all, and listen. When you miss a day, it, you're, it's a risk because you could lose your job. You know what I mean? Like if you if you're not in practice for a couple of days and that backup quarterback comes in, he's slinging that rock. You might show back up and you might lose your job. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying I like a little competition amongst my team because competition breeds the best out of all of us. But Derek is defending hey, did, himself. Uh, hey, did uh? He said he got proof. Oh, Derek's in the chat. Yeah, he said, I have proof. He said, yes, they are. They are named, and I have proof. That's what he said. Yeah. So. Well, they're not. All they say on my on my end is JB. I got 18 different videos that say JB. Yeah, I do see that as well. So I, I have to agree with you on that end. So I don't know. I don't know who's right. Somebody lying, though. I will say that. Somebody is lying. Hey, y'all, do y'all want to see JB jump in a new pool today? I haven't seen a pool, but I heard it was a pretty hey. special. Hey, I'm gonna tell you like this. Talk to him. Keep it real. I ordered a pizza yesterday. The fucking pizza was $87. I almost went back there and choked the fuck out of the dude. You and pizza places just don't work out, JB. I don't know what I it mean. Is. There's no way you don't like I didn't I didn't think I had to ask. You know, okay, I could even see 30, 40 bucks. I, I was like, all right, I'm in a little bougie area. Man, I had it picked up, dog. Motherfucker told me it was $87. I 
I said, what is the pizza make my shit hard? Got blue chew in it. God damn. I'm like, what the fuck? Was it one pizza? One pizza, dog. Ain't no way, eight, seven dollars. Nah, hold on. Did you get a bottle of liquor with it or something on the side? Some breadsticks and some wings? Nah. Hold on. I think I got this. Uh, let me see if I get this cowboy video with Micah Parsons. Man, ain't no way, eighty-seven dollar pizza. That thing better make got some some prawns, ribs, some steak on that thing or something. Ain't no way in hell, eighty-seven dollars for some pizza. That don't make no sense. Jada said but the top won't even pop. He must have got yeah, 20 got, toppers got, like, on that thing, Jada. I got, meat, I got a meat lover. I got a meat lover. So who, who, did the Cowboys, who did the Cowboys play? See, I have no idea how to find the video. The videos have no names on them. So I it was no Cowboy versus yet. Cowboys. It, it, it was them against themselves. It was just a scrimmage. It was just practice. You know what I mean? So okay, don't worry so, about it. You, you might not have it in here, which is totally fine. If you guys haven't seen, go type in Michael Parsons online. It'll pop up. Really, the, the discussion anyway that I wanted to have with you, JB. As that a was AR5, though. That was AR5, and I think you got yeah. some Zay Flowers in here. We got and videos that's, in here, but I, I don't think I got the fucking bandwidth to show the shit. Don't worry about it, JB. Hey, we listen, I, Listen, I'm a quarterback this thing. We're going to keep this thing rolling. We don't need no videos to keep the thing going. Like, We're we, we going to stay on topic. The point is, I want to talk about the fights real quick, JB. You a former coach. You, a former, you are a coach, a former player. I'm a former player. Are fights actually good? And can't as a, from a coach perspective, do you believe fights are a good thing to see from your players during camp? Why or why not? Um, here's an issue I have. Here, let me Break let me let me let me give let me tell you I'm I'm a little scared actually. Uh, when I go so hard against the Cowboys, they actually scared me a little bit yesterday. Why that type of fight that we saw? I actually am worried now. I think Cowboys might be better than we think. <laughs> Ooh. Explain why. You can't just say that and then and, and get quiet on me. Um, well, when teams fight amongst each other, it gives you a uh, – it gives you like – as a coach, it gives you like a little different perspective. Like, all right, these cats might – end up bond now the bottom line is though you got to bond at the end of the day if you don't bond uh you got problems here's the issue though everybody's still tripping on the 87 dollars pizza by the way um i'm tripping too because no, we don't believe you. it we don't believe it i'm gonna be real with you like i, I you got the receipt hold on i do i think i do because i don't believe there's no way in hell you got one pizza meat lovers and it's 87 dollars. it has to be some other like things going on with it Can you see the fucking? Yeah, meatball. Hold on, you liar! Meat, two meatball sandwiches and a meat lovers with everything. It wasn't just a pizza on there. You lie. See, I knew you was capping. I knew you was capping. Dog, the meatball sandwiches. That's not my thing. It's a part of. It's a part of the total. Nah, I can't show you the thing. It's right here. No, hold on. Just cover it up, JB. Don't show your card now. Come on now. I don't trust. I don't trust the world. Don't do all that now. <laughs> it ain't that serious. Ah. <laughs> uh, it ain't my you card. You got scammers on it here, boy. Hey, time out. It ain't my card, though. Uh, well, whoever card is, it's, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fucking, uh, it's gonna be JB gonna be in Cuba <laughs> buying a house tonight. Hey. <laughs> hey, that is crazy, though. That is. Hey, two, two meatball sandwiches. 
Does it? I'm just tripping. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't a fucking meatball sandwich, homie. Oh. <laughs> See, JB, you didn't type the boss something and don't look at the receipt. Homie, I mean, that's all I got. You didn't look at the receipt. Damn, JB, that's why yourself costs too much. Call them back. You missed out on money. Are you crazy? See, you're not from the hood. Black people, we not leaving a lot. Hey. We check everything. Now, nah, you know the difference. Everything. You know the difference? What? I got cheese now. I don't give a fuck. I like, fuck it. <laughs> nah, I'm just fucking with you. Hey, you say, I don't even check the tag. Just, just throw it in the bag. Oh, oh shit. It's coffee oh, cold. Hold up. I got to warm oh, this up. Just I got to warm this up. Hey, you know hey Big City, uh, yeah. fighting, fighting is a, fighting is a uh, good thing and a bad thing, but... I think the Cowboys thing is getting out of hand a little bit, though, because Dak Prescott getting called bits twice. You got, uh, right. you got McCarthy. McCarthy showing that he has zero leadership, and they will fight regardless of what he says. Right. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. That's the problem I'm having right now with him. And you know what? I, I second that because, again, during camp, like I said earlier, you're going to have fights. It just is. It's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. People, it's hot as hell outside. You stressed out. First time hitting each other. Everyone's being competitive. It's going to happen. But how often is it going to happen? You know, right now we're seeing multiple fights, multiple, you know, just, you know, name calling, disrespect. I think right now it's cool. But, like, if we see, like, another fight today or tomorrow, I'm going to be like, all right, now, like, y'all – now it's going a little too far. Like y'all, y'all don't like each other. This is personal. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, you got to, you got to, you're gonna have some fights. But I don't know, dog. It's gonna be interesting to see. I, it's gonna be interesting. Hell yeah. Uh, who is this? Carl Ward's only sports show that you show heating up pizza for breakfast. Let's do it. Hey, that's why we the realest show on earth. Somebody said. Uh, somebody posted a thing earlier. He said. Uh, Hasn't been sports in months, and this show's still fire. Yeah, how, I saw that too. That? Yeah, I like so, that. Um, hey, imagine when we got some real stuff to talk about. Oh, my I know. God. Hey, that's what I'm saying. The season, hey, next week we're down. We, we might be down for two weeks, but we got a lot of content putting up, even things you have not seen yet. So um, that will be up on the show for the next week or so. Um, but we should be in tomorrow. If not, we'll let you know. But we could be. <laughs> You know, we could be out for the count. Um, Me and JB, if you guys don't know, we have a, a big time event that we're going to attend tonight. It's going to be uh, a few alcoholic beverages, possibly some food, some some A-listers, not including. I mean, obviously we're A-listers, but, be, you know, besides us, some other A-listers. So we just don't know where the night could lead us to or where it could take us. So, hey, Might just be, be here tomorrow at 6, 6 a.m. Pacific, and if we're here, we're here. If we're not, we're not. You know. I might be doing the show like fucking on the side of the road somewhere, live on my phone. <laughs> Me and JB on the sidewalk trying to win on our Uber like this. Hey, what up, usually what up, I don't what miss up? shows. Hey, usually I don't miss shows though. I, I right. still figure it out, but you know, we'll see. I'm I'm out. I'm out another hour from my house, though. It's a little further, you know. Uh, yeah. Travel a little further. Nah, travel. That's true. Steve Steve Kim joining us uh, after this. Um, I'm trying to get these videos, but listen, I want to bring this up though. Mm. See if it pops up though. Let me see if I can change the, the layout. 
Let me see if you can run it, run it. Let me see if you can it. Fox. Make sure, hey, y'all. Oh, here we go. XP sweat. Let's go. <gasps> yeah, sounds, sounds like a pre-snap penalty to me. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Let me start it over. I'm so slow on this thing on my end. The laptop can't handle all the bandwidth, I guess, though. I, I, that's why Ethan got him running from the back. Tomorrow. Well, I can give you guys a play, and then if you guys want to repeat it after me, as if you guys were in the huddle, you guys can. All right. Should I go once or twice saying it? Once. Once? All right. We got North right, Clamp, South Fox, H-Top, Pass 38, Top Gumby, XP, Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? <laughs> yeah, JB, repeat what he just said right now. Pause it. To me. Oh Pause it. Gosh. Repeat what he just I said verbatim. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't even see it. It's, it's not even showing up on my end. You guys are in the huddle. You guys can. All right. Should I go once or twice? Saying. I. It's not even showing up on my thing. You can hear it though. As if you guys were in the huddle. I came. It's so glitchy on my side, dog. Hold on. Once. All right, we got North right. Don't worry about it, Jimmy. Don't let it slow. Don't, don't let it slow it down. Don't let it slow it down. God damn, homie. I can't even fucking see the thing. <laughs> yes. Basically, Tua just calling his long ass play, which you're used to. As a defensive player, our shit was simple. It was like, hey, base, 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 base. Shock, 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 shock. <laughs> cowboy, cowboy, cowboy. It was you like one word. You hear me? Yeah, I can, hear, can you hear me? Nah, I, I, I was hearing Tua all of a sudden. Like, it's all fucked up. It's so slow over here, dog. I'm so far behind. It's like, it's just so far it's gone, up. like Drake. Yeah, I can't even show nothing because it's just going to slow. The, it might shut this whole goddamn thing down. I didn't hey, even see the video. I didn't even see the video. Did the video show on the computer? The video showed it, played. Everybody heard it on our end, but you couldn't hear it on your end. Hey, y'all. I can't even see it. We got to raise $600 right now to get JB a new laptop, y'all. Hey, we no, but this, this, is, this is the travel. Uh, system and if it's a shitty wi-fi setup here i can't do nothing about it that's why i gotta so i gotta get we gotta get that whole travel team uh set up where we got a full fucking setup on the even on the road because we might be going to some games doing live shows dog we gotta have a better setup i mean we do a game we're doing that on the road it's gonna be a whole nother situation we're gonna have an actual crew with like three cameras set up you have your iso i have my iso I'm talking about a full-blown production. I don't, I don't fuck around when we do in-person stuff. That's what I, I do. I got fucked over. I didn't get no meatballs, homie. You tripping, I, bro. Hey, but still, the meatballs are 20 bucks, so the pizza was still $52, homie. I mean, large pizza, pe pepperoni, sausages, no, bacon, no cheese. You got sauce on the side. You got a Sprite. Nah. I can I ain't see paying, it. I ain't paying $50 for no pizza, bro. I'm from the hood, like you said. I'm not paying $50 for no pizza. I got I bomb fucking pizza for 20 bucks. You got money now, though. You got money now. I, I don't matter. I don't mean that. That shit. You go broke spending it like on dumb shit. Hey, y'all. Speaking of that, speaking of going broke, I'm going on vacation, y'all, next week uh, for a few days with the wife. Going to uh, Jamaica for the first time. You Damn, know what I mean? I'm not talking about money. Shit. Listen, listen, y'all. Hey, Something. you are you the new? Uh, Co-host Skip Bayless, something. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Sometimes you gotta just live, live for today. You know what I mean? Like my shirt say, you know, life is too short. Tomorrow's not promised. I can't keep saying we're gonna do it next year, baby. We're gonna do it next year when the money. Hey, right. why not? Why, hey, why, cats want to know a question though. Why not Mexico, homie? Because y'all have talked me out of it, bro. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. No, for real, for real. You and a uh, fucking Nadu. 
I, I was considering Mexico. Mexico, bro, would have been cheaper, way cheaper than what I'm about to spend. I could have made it. I could have went to Cabo easily. And I had it as one. Could I have like a travel agent just helping me out with, with putting these packages together? Travel agent? You got just I to help you me broke, homie. Just you to help broke? me out. Nah, just, just yeah. to help balance everything out. It's about, come on from the hood now. So I'm just saying, I could have went to Mexico easily, cheap. But in the back of my head, I'm like, man, they doing, and they be said out there taking us and keeping us and killing us. I'm like, I can't even, I can't risk that. And I saw a video the other day that was kind of backing what you guys said. So I'm like, listen, if I was going by myself, all right, I wouldn't trip. I got the wife with me. Like, I can't take no chance. Hey, I heard Jamaica fighting too, though, aren't they? But that's us, though. We good. Like, we, we, we you know, they brothers over there. We good. That's my people over there. Man, they're not really brother brothers. They, I've been in Jamaica once. Yeah, uh, but they, but they like if, if shit hits the fan again here. If shit hits the fan, a whole nother cat, homie. That's a whole nother cat. If shit hits the fan in this world again, they gonna be with. We gonna all be together. Is what I'm saying. If shit hits the fan, that motherfucker. Oh, you better stop. You better stop, JB. That motherfucker will have you a hundred cats right in hey. your face. Homie, you won't even know what hit you. That you better stop or your light shut off right now and they run that, up on you. That motherfucker will do a call, homie, like a and that shit. JB, did you know, <laughs> you know I was Jamaican? Motherfuckers, homie. There'll be about 600 of them run up on your head. You won't even know. Motherfucker make one call. Five. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is supposed to be. I don't. I have no idea. I have that's no how they, clue. That's how they move over there. That's how they move over there. I've been over there, homie. You ain't been in Jamaica. You ain't been. Yeah, in I've Jamaica. been to Kingston. I've been all over the place. You are. You definitely been to King, Kingston's the hood. You ain't been to Kingston. I that's the hood. I've been all over the place. Trust you don't me. know what it is. You don't know. Hey, uh, J, hey, JB, swear he good everywhere. You not good everywhere, bro. You not hey, like that. Hey, you know who's worse? Who? You know what might be worse? It's very similar in like. I, the culture is kind of similar. Uh, Bahamas is like that. Really? The Bahamas get you caught up too. You get caught up in the Bahamas too. Mm. I mean, listen, let's keep it real. You can get caught up anywhere. Let's keep it real. So you can't yeah, live yeah. life scared. scared. I, I, I really get caught up in, I really get caught up where I know where to go. <laughs> Shit. I really get and caught up where I can. I ain't trying to. Nah, I really get I caught up somewhere beautiful. I hear that noise on me. I hear that. Ah, fuck that! I'm out. I rather get caught up with some Jamaican jerk chicken and some motherfucking uh, yeah, I can make plantains. That, I, make some, I, I make some bomb Jamaican jerk chicken. Shit, you don't make it better than Jamaica. <laughs> Shit. Come on, I, now. we don't know. We don't know that. <laughs> we, 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 we do know. I'm gonna find out. I've had jerk Jamaican jerk wings and they pretty good, but ain't we better than what I eat in Jamaica? Come on now. <laughs> I make sure I got the pit, I got the pictures for Steve Kim for you, so I'm making sure that. Uh, that's the main thing. As long as we got the picture. Right, so what, what, what is her response? I got to ask you that. What you pulling up? Her response. Who, what is that? This is Alicia Baum Gardner. This is actually, I don't, I don't want to use the term friend, but we're friendly with each other. I had her on, on my podcast years ago before she really like blew up. She's now one of the biggest names in women boxing. Um, allegation or reports came out like yesterday supposedly that she uh has some illegal substances like uh like two I think illegal substances that she got tested for before one of our last fight she's come back and defending herself with a statement basically saying that this is false the sample that she provided immediately 
after her fight on July 15th, tested clean and negative for all banned substances, um, as did her sample on June 16th, um, which makes her July 12th result essentially impossible. So we don't have all of the facts right now, but you know, the media is quick to just put out a storyline as soon as, as they think they got something, they're going to just put it out, try to, you know, harm your name. And listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Of course, nobody never fully knows what's true or what's false with anything unless you were actually there. So it is, is it possible? Sure. But I'm going to be real, man. JB, you're really good at reading people. I think I'm pretty damn good at reading people. And if you've been following her career, if you got a chance to talk to her, know her background, her story, she's the ultimate competitor. She's a dog in the ring. Like she fight like, not, not to be that guy, but she kind of fights like a guy. Like she's very strong, naturally athletic. She's been built like this. She has baby pictures when she was like 12, 13 years old strong as hell like she has good genetics that's she's a great athlete ran track etc so i think a lot of people are seeing how built she is and they're just assuming that oh yeah she probably did take some i'm like no she's been like this but my point being is if you had a chance to talk to her have her on the show and and get to know who she is she's not even the type of person who would want to cheat to win like she wouldn't even she wouldn't be satisfied to have to do that to win, and I'm telling you that from, from speaking with her. Well, you don't watch boxing, which is cool, but you know I'm a big boxing fan. I keep up with the men and the women, and she's the real is, deal. JB. Is Steve gonna know about her? Yes. If I know, Steve Kim definitely gonna know. Uh, so she's like big time for the women for the women's side. She's undisputed. So it's it's the same thing. Uh, fucking Terrence Crawford's undisputed. Now you, you, Devin Haney's undisputed. You stirred up some stuff now. There's Chris in the chat. She's saying the only reason cats like her because she's fine. Wow. I mean, that's Chris's opinion. I, I can't. I, if that's if that's how she feel. I actually watched the fights, so like she's actually a, a really good fighter. I'm a real boxer fan. Is she attractive? Yeah. Two things can be true. <laughs> like there's there's a couple other good looking boxers. I gotta look that'll... at her. I gotta see. I gotta no. But she's not saying that. She's saying like the only reason people are talking about her is because she's fly, and the guys are now talking about her, either defending her or attacking her. Nah, well, I disagree with that. I mean, again, maybe I'm a little biased because again, I had her on my show on my podcast in 2021 before she was a big name, before all the media was hopping on board. Like it, it, it's documented. You can go to the Porch Podcast YouTube channel and you can watch it, or you can listen in on Apple. So like I've been tuning, watching her and. Stay in tune in before she became who she is. She's big time now, big name. Cam Newton had her on, on the podcast, on the show, all this. But no, she's a actually really good fighter that happens to look good. That happens that to, to talk shit. She's you know got like she's just she's a she builds her brand. She's built her brand in a really good way. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't. Just and that's like Chris. Up no shit, Chris. Chris, like I ain't a hater. I'm fine too. <laughs> Yeah, talking stuff, Chris. You, you know what I mean? Hey, it's it's cheer, Chris. Y'all ain't met Chris. Chris got the six pack. Chris ripped up. Arms look better than JB. Like Chris is in like, ink, 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 ink. Chris is in shape. Y'all better stop playing with her. Hey, hey, yeah. Now nah, go ahead. I'm about to say quick side note. I see I see Wido's back in the chat. You know he dodged me yesterday. I, I called him out. I called his bluff. Uh, on the rap battle, he got scared. <laughs> I was spinning yesterday, yo. 
I was spinning. Wido, where you, Wido, come on, Wido. You know, I know Wido ain't just gonna take that shit. Wido gonna come in and drop a bar on you. Um, he ain't gonna drop a bar, man. He ain't gonna drop a bar. You know what I mean? I mean, listen. I listen. I could rap against Wido, but why though? When all he gonna do is try to take my flow. So I'm gonna rather sit back with JB and count up my dough. But listen, if he wanna talk crazy, then he could catch my fade. And if shit get a little too spicy, you know I keep the heat. No Dwayne Wade. I'm not hey, I'm not playing right now, JB. I am not playing right now. Off the top. You know I keep the heat. Listen, I said, listen, if he if he wanna he wanna talk crazy, he could catch my fade. And if shit get too spicy, JB, get too hectic, you know I keep the heat. No Dwayne Wade. I'm giving y'all bars right now. They're not hearing me. Hey, we gotta get White on the show after Steve Kim leaves, dog. We gotta get. We gotta have a battle. We might have to have a battle tonight. I don't know. I don't know, Wido. They, they're saying they like that shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm cooking him right now. I'm cooking him. Big Finny quietly calling Wido out over the last few days, though. Hey, Wido, hey. Wido, why are you taking straight? Are y'all call, what are you going to say? JB taking strays? Is that what they're Catch, that catch straight. Hey, no, why listen. Why Wido taking strays? Wido didn't even do that. Now, listen, Wido's my homie, man. It's all love. But if you guys remember, like, my first week on the show, like, first or second week, we had Wido join the show. And I think we ended it with, like, a quick little rap freestyle battle. And everybody was like, everybody was like, Smitty got beat, wide old got him, wide old got him. So listen, I forgive, but I don't forget. So I had that in my mind. I said, listen, y'all might have caught me on a bad day, but Smitty got bars. Don't do me like that. <laughs> Shout out to Wido, man. Make sure y'all tune into his podcast as well. You know what I mean? He's a good dude, been supporting us for a long time. So I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Uh Steve Kim will be joining us here in a second. Uh you know the issue I gotta ask? Um yeah. Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, I, I gotta ask all these different fights that are occurring. I just gotta ask, like, is he losing the team though? Mm. That's the issue that I got. You know what? It's hard to answer it right now, but it's something that once the season starts, and let's say they start off shaky or the Cowboys go like 10 and 7, 9 and 8, kind of have a subpar season. We will look back and evaluate everything that led up to this point, and we will pay attention to the camp. If you ask me right now, has he lost the team? I would say, hell no. Because again, let, let we, we've both been there before, JB. Fights always happen during camp. It is what it is. Like it's I plan for a fight to happen, especially between linemen, full pad days, you're doing one-on-ones. Old lineman doing an extra little shove at the end. We're already tired. Like it's gonna happen. I used to get into it with an old lineman at least one time during every camp. It is, is what it is. So I, part of me actually loves it because it's showing that competitive fire. It's showing I got my brother's back. It's showing I'm not gonna take no, uh, no, no, no negativity, no nothing, no, no. Like I'm bringing that smoke every single time, right? But again, they have to bond afterwards. When there's a fight against the other team, I don't care about that at all. But when you're fighting amongst each other, that's when it's like, all right, it's going to happen, but it can't happen too much. It's kind of like what you said, JB. You guys got to bond afterwards. Like, after after practice, hey, bro, you know what I mean? I was tripping, whatever. Hey, it's all love, bro. It's gone. You know what I mean? Like, if that moment happens, I've seen guys fight and actually get a little closer together. You know what I mean? 
quick story. It was during a summer <laughs> summer workouts. What's up, Coach Cisco? Summer workouts, and two of our safety. We had a veteran safety, and we had a younger safety. I'm not even gonna say their name because, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to. Like, these are both my both my guys. I don't know what happened. I think the younger safety was just complaining, talking too much. You know what I mean? And the older safety, who was one of our leaders on our team, like called him out. You know, young safeties, you know, a little, little bit of a knucklehead at the time, I'm just being real. And they like, they start to argue, started going at it, and they square up. Our strength coach was like, hey, let them fight. Like, they want to let them fight. They square up. They both threw. Both got a couple hits in. You know what I mean? Me as the captain, I had to run over there. I was, I was at one drill, ran to the other drill. Let them throw a little bit. After they threw, like, all right, we separated them. You know, both sides, even though we're a full team, both guys had, like, their own pockets of guys who, who they were real tight with. So both of them had some couple guys that was about to run up. So I'm like, all right, we ain't about to do no full-blown fucking brawl now. So we separated before things got ugly. But, like, they fought. Later on, I think everybody talked through it, and, like, they were good to go. As men, it's okay to fight sometimes. I've seen guys get closer on the back end. So we'll see. Hey, Eddie. I'm going to talk about the Cowboys every fucking day. Shut every day. Up. Every day we're going to do it, Eddie Miniweather. garbage. Your team is garbage. Hey, Chris, I got rid of Alfred and the other fuck because I don't. they're not members and I don't trust them and I, they can talk all they want. If you talk to a lady a certain amount of times, in my opinion, you're a troll and you're asking for, like, you're a, you're a bitch. <laughs> um, all right, so Steve Kim's joining us. Uh, we got to bring him in. Hey, Steve, I got to be honest, Steve. I'm on a I'm on a Wi-Fi here at my luxury villa. Um, let me ask you something: If Miami Hurricanes don't come out and fight and camp amongst each other, is that a worry for you? It's not a real football camp. I mean, you've got to have a little bit of tension, some competitive juices flowing. I, I think it's natural. I think you know we've tried to soften up sports to a point. We're trying to make this very soft, where guys have to hug each other. I think every good team or every well-run squad will have squabbles, especially in a collision sport like football. You know, I know Bill Belichick has a rule. If you get in a fight, you get thrown out. But I think that's to a point. He has to allow a little bit of it. You, you know, conditioning a football team is like conditioning a fighter. You better be on edge. This is not a nice vocation. This is not a nice, easy, simple task. So... You know, you always hear of fights. I, I think it's normal. I, I it's, it's interesting on um, Twitter when you see a fight, the, the, the various reactions. But I, I think that's par for the course, to be honest with you. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you, this girl, this lady, that's, or this girl, female fighter, uh, Smitty's had her on a show. She got she got cracked for PEDs. Smitty don't believe it's true. It's kind of BS. Um, <laughs> what is her name? Bob Gardner? Alicia, yeah, Alicia Bob Gardner. What's Uh-oh, up with Steve, that? Steve chuckled. Thing, Steve? Steve chuckled. Talk to me. What's going on, man? What's, what's your opinion? In the immortal words of Victor Conte, who, by the way, the Netflix documentary is very good, uh, Hall of Shame. I, I I recommend everyone watch it. He told me years ago, when it's one of his famous quotes, the first thing someone becomes is when they start using PEDs and becomes a drug cheat. The first thing they become is a liar, and. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I talk to a fighter, hey, how's training going? Hey, I'm in the best shape of my life. Every time there's a positive drug test, uh, I don't know how this happened. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how this got in my system. 
I will clear my name. Can't they just once say, you know what, I'm fat and out of shape? I've been drinking beer in camp. This guy's a bum. Uh, I could beat him with one arm tied behind my back and on a positive drug test. Yeah, yeah, I was juice like Minute Maid. I took all of it. So what? It's never going to happen. Let me ask you this, though, Steve, because I feel you. I feel you on a large part. A lot of people are lying. But do you, at the same time, is it not possible that so a fighter could not know that they took it. Like, is it not possible that a nutritionist could put something in their drink that they thought they thought was legal or whatever the case may be? Like, I don't think every single fighter just knowingly went in and took steroids. It makes no sense. Like, why would well, you go do it knowing you're about to go get a piss test and you're going to get caught? Why would you risk everything? It is makes it no possible? Sense. Is it possible? Yes. Someone can slip a Mickey in. But this is the reality. The responsibility of what goes into your body and your system is you. Thanks. You know, going back to Victor Conte, I remember there were several athletes who said, oh, no, no, I went to him uh, and he did stuff that I didn't know about. And Victor Conte's always been honest. He said, from 1999 to about 2003, you went to Balco for a reason mm. because you knew I was going to do that. You know, people don't realize with Victor Conte, Balco was actually a very clean, above-board organization. For about 15 years then they had to start to compete on behalf of their athletes and victor conte and patrick arnold they got so good at what they did that it brought scrutiny on them because they were so far ahead of the field but victor will tell you every athlete that came with me was in on it right he didn't just slip in you know extra substances along with his uh flintstone vitamins so when you hire certain <laughs> strength and conditioning coaches or nutritionists you know their reputation you know their protocol you know what they do hey steve i'm gonna be honest though i hire a nutritionist remember that word i just said nutritionist right and then smitty uses that word and that name in the same sentence and says is it possible the nutritionist gave him the wrong shit he's a nutritionist he better know what the hell he's giving you like i don't buy that shit yeah i mean there are certain strength and conditioning coaches in boxing that if you're in someone's corner, everyone immediately gets suspicious because of the track record. Mm. Now that's the reality. And if you look at the physical transformation of Alicia Baumgartner, people have noted it. They put side-by-side -side pictures. The physical development is to a point where people go, hmm. In the immortal words of Arsenio Hall, things that make you go, hmm. I don't no. know. See, I got, I got it. But Steve, man, I, I seen a baby picture. Like when she, this woman was eight years old. Fucking That's ripped up. That's not the picture, though. That's a picture when she, after she still turned pro, to now. So can she prove her innocence? Well, she'll get her chance. But there, I had heard some whispers that people had been suspicious of her. Well, that's just, that's just the way she looked. I get it. She fucking looks ripped up. Like, everybody going to just assume. I, shit, I, uh, Steve, I used to get tested every fucking month in college for <laughs> to see. I had to go piss test every morning. Darnell would test again. Not for weed, not for the street, for fucking stairwell, because you're seeing me now. But back in college, I looked like Superman. You know what I'm saying? So I, I never took anything. I didn't take muscle milk until college. I would have a question. I'm gifted. You know, is what it is. Okay. But there's a question. <laughs> Did you ever pop hot? I don't know. I don't know what that even means, Steve. Right. You never tested positive, right? No, I haven't. <laughs> huh. 
Well, then, then you and Alicia Baumgartner have nothing in common. Man, listen, I'm a defender until I get more information. In. That's all oh, I'm saying. I need God. more information. Wake up to the simp routine. Captain, save a Baumgartner here. Oh, my God. What did I walk into? Hey, Steve, we gotta. We might have to pick you up on the way to Beverly Hills tonight for this big event and, and have a talk, sit down with Smitty and get him to, like, take off these Homer goggles he wears a lot of. He wears a lot of Indianapolis Colts goggles. He wears a lot of, like, uh, AR5 goggles. He's getting Coach, a, uh, he's getting a jersey, AR5 jersey made. Coach, I respect that. However, um, things are what they are. Yeah, they and, are what and, they are, and I don't know of a lot of drug tests that have been overturned, or where the offending party has been exonerated. I just haven't. I just have not seen it. Hey, once I'm right, we'll come back on this show a week from now, whenever, and you guys will be like, you know what, Big Smitty, I apologize, you were right again, as always. It is what it is. So time will tell. Time will tell. But moving on, moving on here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit of boxing here. We we see here, thank perfect transition. Uh, Canelo, I guess, was asked about fighting Crawford at a catch weight, and basically he said, "Hey, I can't go down anymore um, and wait." I guess the same way Terence Crawford feels about fighting Javante Davis. I want to ask you, like, based upon these comments, do you think it's it's pretty unlikely that Canelo and Crawford would ever fight? Yeah, and even Terence Crawford, to his credit, on one of these interviews he did in the wake of that big victory, said, wait a minute, my limit's 54. Uh, I'm not a middleweight, and I don't think he's coming down. There are weight classes for a reason. Again, Terrence Crawford showing he's a serious, substantial person. Mm. He is to be taken seriously. And as for Canelo, he has not fought at 160, I believe, in at least four years. Every fight from... The Golovkin fights were at 68 to 75. And there's a theory in boxing once you reach a certain threshold in age, you should always be moving up in weight, never coming back down. So I, I don't expect him to be facing anyone at 168 or below. Gotcha. Like, think about it. He fought Dimitri Bivol at 75, got outboxed, was not a great night for him. Fought Golovkin at 68, fought John Ryder at 68, and he, I think he's going to finish his career at 68. There's opponents out there like the Charlo brothers, Benavidez. I mean, what was, you know what was funny, Darnell? Prior to the Spence Crawford fight, there were plans from the PBC to have Spence fight Canelo, I think at like some catch weight at the 60s. And I'm like, first of all, he's not getting past Crawford. Second of all, you're literally going to make a fight where a guy has to move up three weight classes. I mean, give me a break. That, that That's not realistic. I don't think that's really good for anybody. So Canelo makes a point. He's a super middleweight. That's where he should reside. He calls the shots. He's still the big money man in boxing, and there's real fights to be had there. It's funny you mention that, though, because I saw a quote maybe about a week ago from Floyd, I believe, who was saying that he believes Spence should fight like 168 or 160, somewhere in the 160s because – his natural, and I haven't, I met Spence like a couple times a few years ago, but word on the street is his natural, just everyday weight he is around like the 160. It might be. Look, a lot of fighters walk around much heavier when they're months away from a fight. That's what you call the walk around weight. Right. Here's right. the issue with the, what they're doing with weigh-ins. The weigh-ins are not even real weigh-ins anymore in a sense that 
if, if, if a weigh-in takes, in, uh, takes place on a Friday morning, and sometimes they do at 9 a.m., and that, so that's a Friday morning, not a Friday afternoon, and the main event takes place right around Saturday, around 8.30 p.m., you're giving these guys a day and a half. Mm. So they're literally going to gain 15 to 20 pounds. They're going to rehydrate. My old buddy, Ray Boom Boom Mancini, who fought in an era where they weighed in at 8 o'clock and they fought in the afternoon, he says, Steve, why not just weigh him in on Tuesday? Because it's not a real weight class. A lot of these guys, what happens is, Darnell, with this 30-hour-plus weigh-in window, these guys try to squeeze in to the lightest natural weight, and they have a hydration protocol that they do, so they try to gain a competitive advantage. My view is this. Let's just go back to morning of weigh-ins and make guys go back to the real weight. Seriously. And so if if Errol Spence played that game, which he kind of did, and it failed him, guess what, Errol? Shame on you. That's on you. You played the game and you lost. Because I will say this. One of the reasons why Crawford will always beat Spence, more discipline. I'm just telling you, 365 days out of the year, he is living the life of a fighter, and Errol Spence is not. It's mm. real. Yeah. Respect that. Hey, is this Charlo Cat? Is he really? Is he a contender or, or or not? Oh, he's very good fighter. Very good fighter. The, he's uh, he's taller, and everyone's saying, "Oh, he's bigger than Canelo." Well, first of all, he's not acclimated to the weight. Keep this in mind, Coach. He's moving up two weight classes. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean he has to put on all the weight. I think he's going to come in just a shade over one sixty. So he's going to try to keep a speed advantage. He's a naturally quicker, twitchier athlete, but I don't think he's as technically as sound as Canelo. And Canelo has fought bigger guys, and he's acclimated to that weight class. So there's a give and take there. I think it's a real fight. And plus, Jermel Charlo is very accomplished. He's an undisputed champion at 154. But it's going to be interesting to see the first time he gets hit by a legitimate super middleweight. Canelo is not what I'd call a devastating puncher, but he's a very solid one. Is, is it any, like, your experience, you know, your knowledge, is it possible at all for an upset could happen? Or not really? Like, like Yeah, really I mean, could, could Canelo turn old? I think there's certainly evidence that he's not, I don't want to say descending, but he's leveled off. Look, every fighter has a physical peak, and there's the descent. Canelo's age is not so much a factor in my view because he's in his early 30s. The question is the miles on the odometer. He has right around 65 fights. That's a lot of fights by today's standards. Most professional fighters nowadays, I believe, that's starting out, they'll have between 35 and 40 fights. Canelo's going to end up with close to 70 maybe. Mm-hmm. So is he eroding physically? I think there's certainly a natural erosion that takes place with any athlete. Right. But here's another factor. Charlo has not fought in over a year. And there's a particular trend going on in boxing. Stephen Fulton, well over a year, coming into Inouye, got blown out. Josh Taylor, well over a year, got completely outfought by Teofimo Lopez, who was very sharp because he had three fights in 10 months. Errol Spence had not fought since last April, got absolutely destroyed. Now, is that just about activity? No, it's not just activity because they're facing elite talent. But to say that activity doesn't matter at all, I completely disagree. It is certainly an important variable. Mm. Now, now, one more question before we transition maybe to some football here. So I, I've been seeing Crawford has uh, been calling out like for his next fight, Charlo, right? So like, is he a, is he assuming that 
like Charlo's gonna beat Canelo or he wants to fight him even if he loses or I think he wants to fight him even if he loses because remember Charlo is the undisputed champion at 54. Oh, right, right, right. So what right. Crawford's trying to do is be undisputed at 40, undisputed at 47, and at 54. He does that. And he's got more belts than the gap in Birkenstock. That's a lot of belts. He better buy a new trophy case. He better buy a new man cave for that, that mantle. So that's all. That's all. And plus, him and the Charlos do not see eye to eye. There's a real tension between them. You saw him taunting him in between one of the knockdowns. And so I really believe no matter who has the belts at 54, that's where Crawford wants to be. Got you. I love it, man. I love it. So the boxing expert, JB, we got to, we always got to get the nods from Steve. Um, but I'm going hey, to Where are you at right here. now with all these NFL fights that everybody keeps showing? I love it, but where are you at with the fight? Like this, so your experience tells you one thing. You've seen fights your whole life watching football. Let me ask you something. Are you looking at these fights from, let's say, the Cowboys, and then you watch a fight, let's say, with the Ravens and this, uh, you know, in this crossover scrimmage, whatever? Are you seeing those and treating those as two completely different entities? Because the Cowboys fighting over and over is starting to look like, okay, you called my quarterback a bitch twice. You're starting to fight and not listen to McCarthy at all. It's starting to show that that, that, that leadership regime is going to be over with before uh, the season probably even ends. Um, and then you look at a Ravens team that are kind of feisty on the rise. They got up OBJ, new OC, new Lamar Jackson using uh, John Madden football playbook. Do you think that this is something that you look at differently, or is it all the same to you? Um, it's the same but different. I mean, during these, um, you know, when you have these moments when the teams are going to practice against each other, you get a new look, get to hit guys that aren't your teammates, and you're, you're, you're trying. These guys are trying to win jobs, and it, it, computer competitive juices are going to flow. I, I don't look at it any. Look, it's part of football. It'll never change. Um. You know, when the teams are practicing against one another, I think it's really natural. These guys probably have not hit anyone that does not uh, that's not on the same team for at least what about three weeks at this point, Coach. I think it's interesting if, if a team is practicing by themselves, and then it becomes a constant thing over and over again. Now I actually do think. Wait a minute. Now you're bordering on the edge of being undisciplined. Right. And Bill Belichick has had a, has a hard fast rule. You get into a fight, you just you're out. We're not wasting time. But, I mean, Belichick has a very clinical view of of, of, uh, of the game of football. But it's still played by men. It's still played by human beings, often very angry, sometimes even violent. It happens. You know, competitive juices are, are – it's like a fire. It's like Customato once said about fire. A fire, when it is controlled and contained – is a great tool. It, it cooks your food. It keeps mm -hmm. your family warm. It brings you heat and light. The rage is out of control. It runs down your house and kill you. So that that is like that flame. It's like that fire. You better like be able Maui. to it's like that it. Maui. It's like that Maui. Yeah, I mean, so you better be able to control it, understand it, and contain it. But if it gets out of control, then what do you have? You got a lot of houses burnt metal yeah. and no trees burned up. Um, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, we talked to segue to that. Me and Smitty, we, Smitty and I broke this down with Matt over the past few days. Who would be your top five duo coach quarterback combination that is on the biggest hot seat per pressure? Like they got the most pressure on them to. Oh, I don't think number one to me is Josh Allen and McDermott. Yeah, mm. see, I have them on my. I have them on my list. I, I got to cash in. 
You've had a loaded roster. That window is closing. That right there. Um, I don't know. Hot seats. I mean, everyone's kind of on the hot seat. Let's take hot pressure. seat out. I say pressure, yeah. Let's say pressure. pressure. I, look, Who's Aaron Rodgers. pressure to win this year? Aaron Rodgers has to win. Yeah. Exactly. Ronald Fowler has to put won. together a winning season. Because, look, I like Salah. I think he's a really bright young coach. But you got to cash in. This is, what, his third year? Yeah. That looks like a loaded roster. I'm a little bit worried about the offensive line. Got to win. Um, Matt broke him down yesterday, though. They get Bakhtiari. Oh, no, Dak. Yeah. Dallas. There, there, there's an expectation if McCarthy does not win to a point where they're on the precipice of a Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game, he might be gone. And that may, oh, that may sound unfair given the fact they've won a lot of games. But he's gone. That, that job is different. That I'm job right is, now, he's gone. He's gone. Jerry right now. Jones wants to win one more Super Bowl before he departs this great earth and goes to the big AT&T stadium in the sky. Okay. I think he's gone. I think he's gone, Steve. I think he's gone, and I think Dak Prescott, in a year from now, will not be the, the quarterback of that team. You know, um, hot. What's another hot seat? I, I got one. Why are you thinking? And I brought this up yesterday. Pressure. I, I, I don't know if it's hot seat pressure, whatever term you want to use. I think Bill Belichick, honestly, man. And like, yeah, I think if they don't make the playoffs again, Steve, which is not a guarantee at all in that AFC East with the, you know, you got the Dolphins, you got uh, you know, the Bills, the Jets now. If they miss the playoffs again and they're not competitive, I can see them having a mutually agreed yeah, departure. I mean, look, he's close to the end. I mean, he's an old guy. He's had over 20 years in one franchise. He's a Hall of Famer. But there comes a point, look, if the organization can move on from Tom Brady, they will move on from Bill Belichick. Nobody in this game or industry, short of the guy that owns the team, is indispensable. That's that's just the truth. Uh, another hot seat. I know it's a hot seat for Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Yeah, They've got to put together double-digit wins, stop making dumb decisions, stop giving away games, win the games you're supposed to, don't blow big leagues. And they have a really, really talented squad. Win 12 to 13 games, go to the AFC Championship. He doesn't do that. If it's that same scuffling, we're going to try to edge into the playoffs. We need to, you know, we have to win the last game, and I'm going to go for it on fourth and one for my own 14. That, that I don't think that bodes well. You have a transcendent talent in Herbert. You better make that work. You know, one got, guy that uh, Coach brought up was Mike Tomlin, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, I didn't agree, no, 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 but I understand that's, it. But that's different. That's – that's that's coaches solely, not not coach quarterback combo. Right now, we're just talking coach quarterback combo. If we're if we're talking straight, here's another piece. Before I was gonna talk about what Smitty just mentioned, I got Dennis Allen and Derek Carr on the coach quarterback combination pressure list because Dennis Allen's a DC. He he's gonna get fired. He's not a head coach, and you got Derek Carr, most overrated nine year old vet in the country, in the world. Uh, I, I think they're going to have a problem there, and you have a you don't really face a superstar quarterback all year long until like week sixteen in the worst conference in football. Possibly, you got to win, right? Yeah, I don't know what the expectations are. I think expectations are, are what really gauges or ramps up the pressure. You know, when it comes to Pittsburgh, you know, all reports are that Kenny Pickett, Mister Small Hands, is making a pretty good leap, and they have a number one receiver in George Pickens, who I think is really talented. And last year, they grinded out a pretty good amount of wins despite their best overall player being injured for about, what, 15 weeks, yeah. uh, T.J. Watt. I think the Steelers are going to be really tough. 
Um, you know, Stefanski and Watson. Oh, there you go. Yes. Based on the roster the Browns have, and they're pretty talented. And people have, people keep forgetting. Baker Mayfield won a playoff game as a Cleveland Browns starting quarterback. I know. So I don't want to hear that it's impossible for Deshaun Watson. He's got a full offseason. People aren't even bringing up his past anymore. We've moved on. Everyone's turned the page. And there is talent. And he can consistently hand off to a franchise running back in Chubb, who takes a lot of pressure off him. So going back to the Saints, Coach, they're so mediocre in my <laughs> view. They're not bad. They're not good. They're a beige spot on a beige wall. I don't think there's any pressure on them. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Allen, by percentage, has not been a great head coach. If he can actually get the 9-10 wins, that'd be the best year he's ever had, Coach. Think about that. I don't think there's any particular pressure on him. And they could easily win that NFC South, as we we talked about a couple days ago. I think even JB went back and, and looked through their entire schedule. He's like, man, there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, pressure – I mean, uh, uh, um, expectations dictates pressure. You know, so if you got high expectations like the Bills, the Chargers, et cetera, then yeah, if, if you underperform – expectation, Darnell, that you have to make at least a conference title game or your job's in trouble, that's pressure. Yeah, that that's a pressure. Every expect there's an expectation of every team not to be horrible, right. but let's face it, there are certain teams that they win seven to ten games. You say, you know what? That's what they are. That's what they are. But there are other teams that can win thirteen regular season games or even fourteen. But if they lose before the conference title game, that coach is going to be under some scrutiny. Like what happened? Right. That's Mike McCarthy in Dallas. What about what about McDaniel's and Jimmy G though as a duo? Like these guys have been together before. You made a push to get him from. Yeah, but the Raiders are terrible. But I'm saying this guy's. But this guy's been a head coach at Denver. Right, he's failed. He's <laughs> here horrible. Yeah, yeah but like, coach, he's failed. Look, the Raiders are bad. The Raiders, the Raiders may be tanking for Caleb Williams. I, I when I was in Vegas hmm. about a month and a half ago, I talked to one of the sports talk guys out there, Steve Colfield, who knows the lay of the land. Very good guy. And he says, Steve, there's already rumblings that Las Vegas, they want to kind of play for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Hey, that's our thumbnail. That's our thumbnail today, Steve. Like, Perfect who's, segue. Tanking, who's tanking for Caleb Williams? And the I, Raiders. Do you, really, do you really believe that? Because I, as a grown man, I find that part. Like, if I'm a veteran old tackle and I got two years left in the league, I'd be damned if I'm tanking for anybody. Is that a thing, do you <laughs> think? That, we, we talked about it Hey, you may that. not, but the organization would. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, we saw the Flores thing in Miami, right? We saw the – we've seen these things before. People get fired because owners – how about how about, how about Lovey Smith giving you a big shit sandwich in Houston uh, by saying, I'm not tanking. I'm going to win the last game. It actually helped their organization if you look at it today. But uh, the Raiders are an interesting one. I think Caleb's the next Tyler Murray – you like him a lot, along with the white Drake May. Um, do you think that oh Smitty? You don't know that 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 joke because we 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 had a well. No, but here's the thing: I I'm a Michael Penix guy. Caleb, not I'm not that high on Caleb. There's something about that. Yeah, I'm glad somebody else sees through. He plays a lot of hero ball, and you know the stuff that he does. It's a little Mahomish, but Mahomish-ish. But I think there's only one of those guys. I like the fact that Kenix. Michael Penix plays within the structure of an offense, and he can consistently hit deep shots and intermediate throws routinely. And he's got enough athleticism to escape the pocket. 
Now, I don't know if that's the type of guy that you um, tank for. He doesn't make he doesn't make the highlight reel play the way Caleb does, but I think he's more consistent at playing on the clock, on time, within the structure of an offense. But with that said, I don't think there's any doubt. The Raiders are going to be one of those teams that if they're one and three after the beginning of the year, they they might literally say internally, okay, okay, we don't we don't care. We're not trying to throw games. We may not try to win them either. Mm. That's real. That's real. Hey, man. Sis, my boy Cisco, his uh, his people used to work out with you at Montebello. He's the head coach out out in a, he's he's the head part, coach in high school um, right now out of, in your area. Um, you met him, I think, before he came over to play poker. But uh, he said, "Breaking news: Raiders are moving to. Uh, I think they're moving to uh, where? Where? Where are they going to? Cisco, uh, Sinaloa, Mexico? Where are they going? <laughs> uh, he's mad at he's mad at Smitty because he's going to Jamaica and not Mexico. He's calling him soft and calling me soft. Um, let me ask you this, big uh, Steve: In this Steve. NFL landscape, as we get ready to go pre uh, preseason game tonight and tomorrow, you watch the last." Uh, I know you're a huge hard knock guy. Did you watch the last episode of Soft Knocks? Soft. Of course I did. Great television. That in succession is the only reason why I still have my HBO uh, Max subscription. And <laughs> look, I, I love what I'm seeing from Aaron Rodgers. He's being a good teammate. He's being a mentor. He's in it. He's engaged. I am he a little worried. He called his buddy coach a bitch, and, 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 and everybody thought he was an asshole, but now. Now it's showing this Aaron Rodgers side that, oh, he's so lovely. Yeah, I mean, look, I, there's one thing about Aaron Rodgers people have to figure out. He's a football savant. Yeah. A football IQ of 1,000. He could think the game. He could see the game three-dimensionally, passing on his knowledge, and, and his teammates seem to like him. And, and to me, he's taken a leadership role, which a lot of times I think it's been questioned about him. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not in the Green Bay locker room. But I think Hard Knocks has been great for the perception and the public opinion of Aaron Rodgers. He's not just packing it in. He's not using this as a pathway to the next stage of his life. He's in it. He's engaged. The Jets have a lot of talent. I still worry about that offensive line. That ability to keep their quarterback upright is so key. So, And I know there's there's talk of Bakhtiari coming over. That would probably solidify a lot of their problems. But it's a lot of talent on that team, Coach. And let me ask you this. You bring, you bring up the O-line. There's been a lot of talk about that episode and uh, Coach Robert Sala kind of calling out or singling out the offensive line. Did you have any issue with that at all? No. What, what's he supposed to say? Hey, guys, um, it would be nice if uh, if our quarterback could stand on their feet. Uh, hey, did he did he have to read it off the podium? No, no would you stop, Coach? Uh, Give me a break. I, I'm just, I'm just, I haven't seen the episode yet. Yeah, I'm asking awesome. All of our politicians and presidents read speeches, and you want our NFL guys to just go four score and seven years ago off the top of his head. Yeah, I do. But um, Salah was honest. You guys you see think my cameo, you're see, Did you see my cameo I dropped live yesterday about the Cincinnati Bengals? Why can I do it? Okay, but you're not actually giving a detail. I mean, you don't run that team. Right, right. Easy, easy. Oh, come on. But anyway, hey, Steve, um, it's hard to lie, Steve. You got to remember when you lie. It's easy to tell the truth. You don't got to remember shit. I'm with you. But look, did Salah basically say in his own way, hey, you slapdicks, can you hit somebody up front? Good Lord. Hey, so what happened? How was? Give me the context of it. I didn't see it. 
No, after the game, after one of the practices, he basically said, "You guys were bad and terrible. We have all the parts except for you." He basically put the team on the spot. I thought there was an interesting uh, scene where Aaron Rodgers is walking out the field with Mackay Becton, who was a high draft choice about three oh, years ago. I love. He it. said, "Hey, look, let's talk. Let's have lunch. Let's get together." I think it's his way of saying, "Hey, hey, I need you. If you yeah. play well, you can you can make a lot of money, and you can help me, and you can help us." I thought it was really interesting. He basically said, let's get lunch this week. I need to talk to you. Yep. That's being a leader. No, nah, I agree. Yeah. Grab, grab your, your young star, and he's going to take, you know, he's going to take whatever Aaron Rodgers says, and, and it's going to put him at a, a, another level. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you have a leader on the team who you look up to, who's believing in you and, and telling you how much, how necessary you are for that team, it just puts you subconsciously, at, at a, another level, so I saw that too, and I thought, I thought the same uh, same thing, Steve. Um, and I think I Quentin see, Williams is the guy who's gonna ball out this year. Oh, Quentin's well. a stud. The Q ball's yeah. a stud. Um, I think Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald, if they're able to play from ahead, yes, up two touchdowns going into the fourth quarter, and there's no real threat of a committed run game. If they are allowed to play from ahead Ooh. and play downhill with those pass rushers. And a ball hawk like sauce, that's complimentary football. How an offense can help a defense and a defense can help an offense. I, I, I'll say this again. Last year, for as poor as their offense was and their quarterback play disintegrated going into December, they were still in a lot of games and they played important games. All they need is Aaron Rodgers to be him. Mm. And that would yeah. be a massive upgrade. I agree. Yeah. I agree. JB, you probably believe if Daniel Jones was on the Jets that they'd probably be a little better, right? Not Dan, not on the Jets. Uh, stop playing. You know, but I do believe they won the Super Bowl with uh, Philly. Um, Steve, I got to ask you before you get out of here two things real quick. Um, and I forgot both of them. So, anyway, um, <laughs> hey. Um, oh, well, well, if you would have had notes. Now, if you would have had notes, I, you would remember. You know me better than that. Here you we go. Top five coaches. I got to ask you. I got to get your take on the top five coaches, individually coaches that we talked about this week on the hot, that actually have the most pressure. Uh, I, I gave my five yesterday. Smitty gave his. I said number one by far. It's not even close. Kyle Shanahan's number one. Um, I don't have him on my duo combo because he has no duo combination at quarterback. His quarterback's absolutely a joke. So I got I to gotta ask you, Kyle Shanahan's number one on my list. Um, I don't have Belichick on there, but I do have um, I, I do have my boy in Washington on there. Ron um, Rivera? I, well, I had – here's the thing. Here's the, number five for me, Steve, and I wanted you to break the tie. Number five for me is – a is a combination. It's either John Harbaugh or Ron Rivera. Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl. It's been a long time. He's hired a new offensive coordinator. If you know anything about this profession, when you have to hire a new coordinator, you're on the hot seat. You've been told you have to win by ownership. John Harbaugh, in my opinion, as good as he is, I think he has immense pressure and he's on the hot seat if he doesn't win and make Lamar Jackson, who they paid, uh, something that we I know he's not. So, which is an NFL quarterback. <laughs> so, having not, said that, do you, have, do you have John Harbaugh or Ron Rivera? Who would you put at five and get one of them got to go? One of them got to well, go. Well, hold on. The expectations, the Ravens are a better organization. They're generally a better team. But right. I think the pressure's on Rivera. Rivera seems to, like you were say, Steve, who's going to have a job next year at this time? Rivera or Harbaugh? Who would you choose? I think based on everything that I know, I think it's Harbaugh. 
the Ravens are a really good team. Really Again, good. we'll see how they adjust to that new Todd Munkin offense. I know you have your doubts. I have some questions. Well, but- they're John Madden plays now. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so look, Steve, let me ask you this. So you got you got Har- you got you got Rivera, but Harbaugh runs a t- you know he's got a lot of pressure on him because they win. So I understand the added pressure there. I also have Mike Tomlin in there. He hasn't been a Super Bowl since ten, uh, thirteen years removed. I love the shit out of him. I think he's a top three coach. But I also can see you know the Rooney's in that organization saying, listen, it's been stagnant long enough. We got this quarterback Kenny Pickett. We lost Ben Roethlisberger, our franchise guy, similar to what you know Brady meant to Belichick is is probably argument what what Roethlisberger meant to Tomlin uh so I got Tomlin in there and I also to be honest we know Staley's a joke and all this type of shit but has he really got pressure I think that roster's so low oh there's no doubt yeah yeah but I don't know he's fine if they don't win I I get it but I don't think he understands it like he's not that guy well then he's not that smart yeah he's not he's so smart if he doesn't know in his own mind that I gotta make a real run here he knows, but I don't think he takes that pressure. He, look. Now, well, well but I got to say well, Regardless well. if he takes it or not, it's there. Like, yeah. if, you, if you don't react to it, that's on you. He has an immense pressure. They got to win a playoff yeah. game. I got Shanahan at one, Steve, um, as far as coaches go. I I don't know. Pressure, I completely it. disagree. I think him and Lynch are have a really seem to have a really good relationship. They may have. but He's not they, the one that drafted Trey Lance, which is going to be one of the biggest busts ever. Well, you, you got rid of Jimmy G instead of him, though, is an issue. Yeah, I, I look, but maybe they really actually like Brock Purdy. He's well. Here's a, I want to bring this up before you get out of here because I wanted to ask you this. This is my second question that everyone thought I really forgot in the chat. I don't forget shit, by the way. Um, Brock Purdy is throwing picks in practice, and I wanted to ask you this question because it's all over internet. Is this a big deal? No throwing interceptions in fucking coach doesn't it happen all the time it's just like guess what i saw manny pacquiao spar hundreds of rounds you know used to happen once in a while he'd get hit hit. (laughs) he'd even lose rounds in fact manny actually lost more rounds than any elite fighter i've ever seen in sparring he just really didn't care that much about looking great It, it i guarantee you this has been going on for years except no one was live tweeting it I don't think it's that big of a deal. Oh, it's, I it's really been don't. Forever. I, but doesn't it make right you now, a little forever. nervous? Like, but but with Brock specifically, because I, I agree with you guys overall. But with Brock specifically, a guy who's coming off a, a pretty serious injury. Number one, number two, a, a guy who a lot of us don't fully believe in yet, because he, he gave us a small sample size last year. I just think he doesn't have the 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 career, the the leverage, the backing to be looking. This bad. If Aaron Rod- if it came out to Aaron Rodgers through like 10 picks, I wouldn't be concerned because it's Aaron Rodgers. But Brock Purdy, I'm like, I'm already kind of one foot in, one yeah, foot out. I guess, but then we'd have to really watch it where they deflected passes. Right. Did someone run a bad route or did someone really make a great play on a ball? I mean, did I- I didn't Deshaun Watson throw three picks at the same dude yesterday? He right. Did. Concerned, that right? Mean, that don't mean nothing. So it don't matter what happens to practice. You, you can go out there throw 25 no, picks. Practice it don't matter. matters, but, I mean, the great thing about social media in situations like this is the information gets out. The bad thing about social media is information like this gets out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have the same amount of information, the exact same fact, and you can interpret it 50 different ways. Facts. Yeah, that's true. So, hey, I, Steve, as you leave out of here, hell yeah, hell no, nah, real quick. Um, 
Justin Jefferson, uh, George Pickens is going to be better than Justin Jefferson. No. And Pickens is going to be really good. He's a legit number one. Really? But Jefferson is so featured in that offense. And I like the fact that they have like a three-headed thing with a K.J. Osborne and Addison. So they're basically going to go three wide as their base set. And it's Cousins seems to really like throwing to him. And he does. He has the most, I think he has the most amount of targets, doesn't he, every year, basically? Yeah. yeah. He's going to be featured a lot more or more. Than Pickens. Pickens is a, a prodigious talent, but I just seem to remember ever since his days at Georgia, he never seems to play a full season, for whatever reason. But he is a he's a he's a real talent. But again, with Jordan, with uh, Justin Jefferson, you're talking about maybe the best receiver in football. Yeah, I think Pickens might even be the better of the two as far as athlete um, athleticism. I yes, think, I think Pickens is 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 really really good. He's top top notch. Um, Hey, we're going to be dead for two uh, for a week for sure, maybe two until season starts with our new themed out system. We got Eric Weddle Mondays, we got Trent Richardson Thursdays. Uh, hopefully, we got Steve Kim Tuesday Thursdays. We're going to have uh, the whole thing themed out, ready to go for football season. Sean Salisbury and I are doing a Sunday morning show, um, and we got all kinds of shit going on. Um, I got to ask you one trivia question before you go for the fans, so they can get a hoodie. Um, what team have what what team has played in four Super Bowls but never held the lead? I think I know this one. Minnesota damn, Vikings. Of you do. Oh, Minnesota Vikings. God damn. Yes. Because I know the Bills held the lead in the first one they played in the second God one or the one of the two Dallas games they actually held the lead. Minnesota yeah, they played some of the worst Super Bowls. I remember when the NFL films, they used to show all the Super Bowl highlights the day before the game on ESPN. I used to love them. Except when the Vikings Super Bowl, I'd be like, Ugh. I'd be like, all right, time, time to watch a thigh master infomercial or something. I get those. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so the Minnesota, right Vikings. Minnesota Vikings right again. And, hey, he's uh, back. He's back on time. Hey, Steve, he was off the last couple of trivia, though. So now hey, he's going to win. went 0 for 4 once in a while. But right there, I just lined a shot. I went 3 for 4, couple doubles, drew a walk. That's what I did. <laughs> I did hey, hey, going. hey I, I think this is too easy for you as you walk out the door, but. I got one off the top of the head. I wanted to ask you what teams that you, what teams in the NFL haven't appeared in a single Super Bowl? Okay. I know the, Brown, I know the Browns have never, right? Well, they, they have not yet. They've been championship, but not in the Super Bowl era. The Texans have not. Texans. Lions? Have not. Lions have not. Uh, Jaguars, Jaguars, new organization have not. No, they have not. The, uh, Oh, Dolphins have, good. Buccaneers have, Rams have, Niners have. Oh, I don't think the Chargers – no, Chargers did. They went in Chargers 94. Have. Seattle's been in the Super Bowl. Chicago's been in the Super Bowl. I, I think it's the Browns, Lions, Houston, Jags, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's oh, about yeah. it now that I think about it. Kansas City has hey. certainly been the Super Bowls. So those are the teams on the schneid. Yeah, on the schneid. Hey, man, are you all Whitlock today? I believe I am. I'm not sure. I got to text somebody. Let them know. Hey, you can drive out to the desert if you want to come and get in the pool. Uh, I'll be here all week. I'll be at Beverly Hills tonight for the Pump Brothers Foundation and then uh, taking Smitty, and we're going to go out hang out, Marcellus and some folks, and then uh, and then I'll be back out here for the weekend, and my house is getting built up again. So we'll be back for football season, Steve. Barbecue and ball. Barbecue and ball. All right. We'll be doing it. All right, fellas. Have a great weekend.
All right, so Steve. Steve Kim, everybody, uh, as always. Hey, um, it's already eight twenty. God damn. Eight sixteen, man. It's been moving and grooving. We had Steve. We had my. We had my guy on, man. Like Keenan. I mean, he's been Keenan. been on. I was great. You know, he kept it real. He said basketball players are soft. He said I grew up hooping my whole life. I'm gonna keep it real. Basketball players <laughs> uh, soft. So listen, he, he said it. A professional MLB player. I didn't say it. JB didn't say it. He said it. So don't get mad at us. Hey, here's what it is. We'll keep it real. But JB, you asked me earlier. You said Darnell. Do you need to go take a piss while I get this coffee? At the time, I said no, but I told you between 7.45 and 8.15 is when I got to do my thing, so I need to go on a break here in the next 30 to 45 seconds, or it's going to be trouble. On All right, I want to watch Zay Flowers here. Yeah. Wide receiver one in Baltimore, great timing, great accuracy on the throw, good catch. I love it. Baltimore's going to be scary. In this Lamar, not even a quarterback. <laughs> It's gonna be scary in this new offense. Yeah. Woo. Lamar didn't even throw that. Lamar didn't even scary. throw that. It's gonna be <laughs> Lee Lamar. Oh, I ain't even bring him up. I just said it was a great like what, what's going on? We're gonna get Lamar on this show. You said like, great ball like you, 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 you said great I ball like if it was I didn't say nothing for You assume hey, I said Eddie, hey, Eddie. Hey, Eddie Mayweather. Eddie Mayweather, where are you at? Hey, Eddie, get you, I don't know if you've been watching practice, but practice looks good. Good when Cooper Rush is in there, homie. They're throwing the ball all over the place. Cooper Rush is dropping dimes. Jerry Jones even had to come out, Big Smitty, and say, damn, Cooper Rush looks really good. Have you seen Jerry Jones say that? Hey, man, Cooper Rush, another Matt guy, Central Michigan, JB. Four and one is the starter. Looks like he might be the starter. Starter. <laughs> Cooper Rush is a good dude, man. Really good dude. Humble, hard worker. He stands in the pocket. He's a beast, a legend of Central oh, Michigan. I, I strip sacked the guy. We won the game. You oh, know what I mean? So, man. I mean, really good. I'm Mac fanboy. legend. We got some fanboy fans, man. I'm telling you, the fanboy fanatic that can't take the goggle off. Eddie Manyweather can't take the Dallas Cowboy goggle off. He got Dak Prescott's balls right here as goggles. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, answer this right now. Is Dak Prescott a top 10 quarterback? Take your goggles off. Keep it all the way 1,000. He's number three. He's going to have him in the top five. Is he he, he top 10, Eddie? Come on now. Keep it real. I'm your boy. I'm your boy, Eddie. I'm not – I'm just curious. Curiosity killed the cat. You got to let me know this. Eddie's my boy too, but Eddie's just not very smart. (laughs) I mean, listen, Dak is a solid quarterback. He's middle of the pack. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, Derek, he, he, he probably about top 20, top 15, top 20. He said, yes, Dak Prescott, is, he's better than Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. <laughs> 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 hey, Eddie, I needed that laugh today, bro. I mean, thank you so much for that, bro. It's going to be a good Thursday, man. Pound that like button. We're going to go on a quick commercial break. I'm going to go pee, go grab me a little granola bar. And when we come back, we got much more football on the top. He said Justin Herbert. <laughs> so here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school, growing up together, his old his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. 
went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the play. We actually played each other in high school twice. Um, he also played basketball when I for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd. Um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine. He was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another L.A. kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the, in, in the NBA. You know, he's 6'6". Uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always and also was. Uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Uh, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records, and he played longer. That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old, and I don't think you can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um. But anyway, Ozzie Newsom's my number two tight end. Ozzie Newsom redefined the position. He is what the Antonio Gates of the world, the Shannon Sharps, all those guys became later. Ozzie Newsom, also a friend of mine who, who was the player personnel of the Baltimore Ravens for a long time, a guy named Art Perkins who played running back for the San Diego Chargers, L.A. Rams, actually was a Compton College alum who was a coach at Compton College who coached my coach, who also allowed me to come into OTAs and minicamp with the Ravens way back for a couple days. Art Perkins is a great guy. Learned from Ozzie Newsome. Uh, played in that era. Ozzie Newsome was a different human. People don't realize that. Everyone wants to talk about the firemen and the plumbers and shit. The JJ Reddit quote, which will, okay, well, how's that going now? <laughs> now that all these old school motherfuckers have came out and showed you that you fucking bitch made motherfuckers could never even have played in our era. A little less fucking played every game in our era. But anyway, Ozzie Newsome, I think, deserves a lot of fucking credit for what he did um, as a Colt, as a Brown. You know, he was original fucking vertical threat tied in that you did not see. Everybody was in line tight ends at the time. So Ozzie Newsome's one of my fa uh, set number two. I put Gronk at three. I put Gronk at three. Um, like I said, I've already talked about Gronk, so I put him, that's where I put him. Shannon Sharp is four. I think Shannon Sharp redefined the athleticism of the position. I believe he was one of the fastest tight ends. His brother was one of the, Sterling Sharp was a freak of nature. A lot of cats don't know that Sterling was possibly a top five receiver of all time who had his career cut short because of a major neck injury. Sterling Sharp was a freak. You can ask Brett Favre that one. You can ask a lot of people that one. Um, but anyway, I got Shannon Sharp at four, and then I got Kellen Winslow Sr. at five. And Kellen was a freak, by the way. His son was a stud. He's also a pedophile. 
What's going on, y'all? We are back. We are back. <laughs> y'all caught me mid too. What you over there warming up, JB? Some, some top ramen noodles? Hell not. $80 fucking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that pizza, that better have some gold crust on it. <laughs> hey, where Eddie Manyweather at? That motherfucker hot. <laughs> hey, Eddie, can you please call in? Eddie, please call in, bro. Please. Hey, shit is crazy. Can't take off the blinders, dog. My God, like, man. Hey, even me, I'm a big Colts fan. But I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to the Super Bowl or AR5 is the, the, the highest rated rookie QB prospect ever. Like, no, like, you can be a fan and have wishful thinking, but also be real. Ain't no way in hell. You tell me the Cowboys wouldn't be in the Super Bowl that had Justin Herbert or if they had – who did he say? He said better than Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You put you put Trevor Lawrence on that squad, they're at least going to like an NFC championship. That squad is loaded. So, again, we're not dissing Dak. He's a nice NFL quarterback. In moments, he has big games during the regular season. Um, but he's like a little bit above average. Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence – have an entire different skill set. I'm going to keep it real with you. So, uh-oh, we're getting a tour, y'all. We're getting a tour. Let's see this new pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got the whole, uh, we got another little setup. You know what I'm saying? I got a little couple of, little cabana. You can do that set up a whole little section over there. Get a bottle girl, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that pool look good, too. It look cold. Got a whole big, it's big too. It's all we go wherever, you know. Get out, stop drinking that water, homie. Ash, <laughs> no, Ash, like, it's a big ass water. <laughs> he don't know no better. <laughs> Come on, Callie. Man, that look dope, man. That look, that look fire. So, do you like this crib better than the other one? Yeah, because AC fucking works. <laughs> Everybody in the chat saying, not too bad, coach. Not too bad. D Jones said the other pool was better. Might have, might have been, 